0: You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the street.
1: Hello
2: and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francell Evans.
1: Oh yes, wait a minute, Mister Postman.
0: Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. Those- what
2: up, Fran, my what's brother, up, man? it is good to see you once again. Uh, I'm fresh from a vacation abroad, a Euro trip of sorts, had a mm-hmm. wonderful time. Um, we did put out a mini sold last week. Uh, it was well received. People enjoyed it. It also sparked. We got a couple of more emails from that. And okay. once again, affirmative murder at gmail.com. If you have any tales from your hood that you'd like to share with us, got a couple of really interesting ones that I'm excited to do a new episode about. Um, what's up, man?
1: Nothing much, man. Uh, life has been great. So you know, right now, uh nothing new, uh except for, you know, this, this is, you know, this may you may not care, but as a parent I care. This is big news. My boy Max uh-huh. is potty trained. That's man. No more diapers, no for more door. diapers, man. I'm that's huge.
2: Yeah, no more shitty so thumbs.
1: Yeah, man. Right, so as a as a parent, that's a very big achievement. I'm I'm glad that he's uh we got buy a diaper, so that's less one that's, less, less expense. Money ex- yeah, money saved. <laughs> less money less saved. I have to worry about, but that's big. My boy uh now uses toilet now. So he'll just be
2: like, excuse me for a second, I'll be back. Just How like, does that? He was, you, he's just keep, gotta, you just got,
1: just got teach him to and let us know when before. to take him there before. Let got us know it. before you have to, you know, pee. Or yeah, 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 Let yeah. us know before. But the biggest challenge is sleeping. Him going to sleep. Ah, it's gonna be and some being accident. used to. Yeah, sleep through the night. Sleep I'm through the, the night know. and holding it. Yeah, but that's couple days, man. He's been doing great. That's awesome. I'm man. proud of them. No, that's beautiful. That's, yeah. a, that's beautiful. No, that's uh But enough about me.
2: Yeah, uh huh. Cause you're talking about some real domesticated type yeah. of shit and I was living I was living fast and free. That, but I'm like, not trying to talk about babies about, and shit all that. Enough type.
1: about me. Uh-huh. What a, you know, I am happy to see you back. Yeah, man. Same. Uh I wish you could have been I maybe have I have like three friends. So uh-huh. it's like if you're not here, I, I'm in the house <laughs> chilling. <laughs> so it's like I'm kind of living uh through you on yeah. this trip. So uh-huh. I mean like how was it, man?
2: Man. Oh, man. Let me break it down. man. You want to know it where fun. to begin? Uh, I, got some, I got a general sense of where to begin. I'm just
1: going to do a general timeline. Right. You
2: know, I'll try yeah. to speed up the timeline, though, and um, just also lay the foundation of the trip, because it was interesting. I had some concerns, and it, and they were all dumb concerns, and they all got washed away. Okay. Um, First of all, as I talked to you on the phone, Wish You Could Have Came, would have been a great time. Yeah, would've man. It been a great addition. We did some extracurricular activities that you would have been... A little uncomfortable with, mm. and but nobody would have twisted his arm about it. But you know, cool. it, it, yeah. But it was a fun time. Anyway, um, I went with my friend Les. Okay, he invited two friends that I have never met before. I didn't yeah. know, so I had some like middle school concerns about that. Where it's like, what if they leave me out? There's three of them, they know, they all know each other. They, I don't know them, you know, whatever. But then I said something to the and this is this is gonna sound mad cocky, but I. I don't. I, I in hindsight, as the trip is completed, it was true. Yeah, I said something that in hindsight was very profound, mm-hmm. and I think people should adapt it. If they if they don't, you know, if they if they if they have any of these kind of concerns, they should adapt it into their life. As I I when I was telling him about my cousins, I said, "Yeah, well, what are they like? Like, tell me about you know how, what are their personalities like? This, that, yeah. and He's he like, "I don't know, man. Like, you know, you, you you know, they're like this." That I was like, "You know what? Don't even worry about telling me because you're my friend." Yeah, and so if you like them. There's some part of you in them yeah. that I will like. I might not get all of them, yeah. but there's some. If you have a connection with them enough to bring them on a trip to Europe, absolutely, I will find some part of less in you that I can go. Oh, we this we find this same thing funny, yeah. or
1: we like to dress like this. Yeah, or yeah. What, I'll find it because no no way he would put you in a situation where it's like. These he people are awful. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, Why would I invite them?
2: These people are terrible yeah. people, and, and let's all hang out for 10 exactly. days. Yeah, so once I thought that yeah, to yeah. myself, you know, I was like, that too, where it's like, if yeah. he likes them, they're not going to be terrible Absolutely. people. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you don't gel with somebody else. Right. Like Now, I will say, if you, it, like, cause sometimes you might have a friend who has friends, like, separate from you, and mm-hmm. you guys might not click because of, like, maybe even some slight jealousy where it's like, well, this is my friend. Who are they? Why do they think they're more this person this person's friend than me? This yeah. is my friend. Yeah, yeah. If 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 you are like not close with somebody that is a friend of your close friend, you need to think about stripping that part away. Mm-hmm. And then if that's the case, if you still don't like this person, then maybe you have outgrown the friend that you guys have in common. Yeah. Cuz you go, this person who's my close friend has a ball with this person, but I can't stand this person. Yeah. How is that even possible? You know? And I feel like it's either you have something you need to get over with territorial friendship mm-hmm. things. Or maybe you're just holding, maybe you don't have that much in common with your friend, but you guys just still talk about the old times. all yeah, yeah. like, well, You guys never really dig into who you are today. Mm-hmm. You guys are just still living off the past. Right. And sometimes that's it. Like you're able to float off friendships like that for a long time, which yeah. is like, we're just living off of the yesterdays. Yeah. But today, I don't know who you are today, what you like to watch, the food you like to eat, none of that type yeah, of shit. Yeah. We're just living off of yesterday. And that's why I don't like your friend because he's you. He's you today. And I don't like you today. I don't even know you today. I only yeah. know you from third grade. Mm-hmm. And we're still living in third grade times. But anyway, none of that was the case. I got out. We got out there on a Tuesday. I'm sorry. We left on a Tuesday. We, left, we landed in Paris in a, on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So it's a six-hour time difference ahead. So we landed in Paris at six in the morning. Yeah. They lost my bag. Yep. Or they left my bag in New York. There We had to change flights and stuff, and the bag missed the plane. So I landed in Paris, bright at the top of the day, and... Just had to live in the clothes I had on, right? Which, which is uh, not funky, but they were funky by the end of that day because <laughs> we were, well, man, we had a time. Yeah. First of all, it was like not hot. It was beautiful. It was like we got it. We caught a nice week where it was like between every day was between like 75 and 78. Mm, perfect. Oh, man. And I'm talking about peak of the day. Yeah. Three, three o'clock is like this. 12 o'clock is 75 degrees. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. So I didn't get that rank. You know, from having on my travel clothes and having to do a full day in them. But anyway, we checked into a hostel. The hostel was super trendy, cool, and stuff like that. And then we just dropped our bags off and went out and explored the town. We caught the train. You can catch the metro. lockers or how does that... Yeah, they have, but our friends, our friends beat us there, or okay. Les's friends beat us there. So we just put our stuff in their room. Gotcha. And then we organized for us to stay at the hostel that night as well. Okay. And we got the same room. Okay. Which was which was very His easy. Beds. It was like it's a uh, bunk beds. Bunk It's an eight, okay, gotcha. eight bed. It's but every hostel is different. This was an eight bed room, but we had four of the beds, mm-hmm. so we only ran into two people the rest of the time that was okay. sleeping in the other four beds available. So at, at any point, it was only six people, and everybody's chill. Nobody I didn't have any concerns about. My, my bag being on Deft? the bed. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. okay. But they also have lockers that you can lock your stuff up. So okay. it was like, whatever, cool. Put the bag. Ah, uh, baby, baby, man, we're free. We're living life. Everything's great. <laughs> and so I put my shit on the bed, and then we went out. We hopped on the metro, which was really easy to navigate and everything. And we went down to the Eiffel Tower. And it was gorgeous and huge and way bigger than the one in uh, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, because I had never seen it in person before. I didn't think that the one in Las Vegas was to scale. Obviously, it's next to the Empire State Building, fake Empire State Building. I didn't think the Empire State Building and the Eiffel Tower were this small. Yeah. But I'd only have a reference in person as Las exactly. Vegas. Yeah. But when you get there, it's, it's huge and it's like breathtaking. You know? Mm. And walking around, everybody's so fashionable and stylish. I mean, obviously Paris is big, so it's like some places are just regular people. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's like and not everybody's walking in slow motion and super fashionable stuff. But we went and That's a happy. Trip. But let me tell you, we went and got a drink and we stopped down. There's um there's like this roundabout with this cool statue. I can't remember what it's called right now, but people will know what I'm talking about. It's like a roundabout, the traffic's crazy, and this there's, there's a monument that is like a really famous part of Paris. I can't okay. remember what it's called. But we got lunch around there. Mm-hmm. And while we were eating lunch, it was like Kanye West like people dressed like Kanye West people were wearing like you know like the sleeves are longer than your arms Mm, and that type masks we saw several people wearing masks. I was like, oh, this shit is hot I was like, this shit is high fashion, mm. like the mask, like a full, like a mask with jewels on it. I don't mean like a, a COVID mask, mm. like a like gotcha. a mask, yeah, yeah. like. But going to just walk around on the streets, I was like, nah, I need my bag. Oh, high level elegant. Oh, it was next level streetwear fashion to to 18,000th degree. Jesus. Now I'm so am, now I'm now I'm mad. I'm like, I need my bag, bro. Now, yeah, yeah. Granted, I don't have shit like that in my bag, but I got I got some shit in my bag. Yeah. yeah. I got some shit I came prepared to come to Paris for in my bag, yeah. and I didn't.
1: You got like intermediate level type of way.
2: Yeah. I got Got some starter level yeah, where yeah, At least yeah. I look like I should be in the room. I'm not going to be. Nobody's going to. The cameras aren't going to start flashing, yeah, but I don't look like yeah. I just walked in here by accident. Yeah. Well,
1: to be fair, you don't live there, so. Fair. Yeah.
2: And I wouldn't. Also, I'm not going to dress like that. I wouldn't want to look like the most stylish person in Paris because you are dressed like a dickhead there. I think you would. Your the, your belly's out because the whole middle of your shirt's ripped yeah. and it's just falling off your shoulder. I think and, you would, though.
1: What? If you live there?
2: Oh, maybe the influence would. would come. The yeah, influence would come, I would find a balance. Yes. Because let me tell you, I ended up in another. Um, so I got my bag, and then we ended up leaving Paris the next day. Okay, like the bag came the next day, and then we hopped on a train and we went to Zurich, Switzerland. Okay, the train, Everything's super easy. So it took us like five hours to get from Paris to to Switzerland. Oh shit, man! Yeah, it was maybe maybe even less than that. But then you get lit on the train. You just yeah, drink yeah. on the train, laugh, Time whatever. And then all of a sudden you're there. Yeah, we had to change over. Ended up in Zurich at like one o'clock that night. So we were like, it's kind of late. Let's go to bed and like start fresh in the morning. Because right. there were like techno clubs and stuff open. But I was like, eh, let's just crash and get a fresh start the, de- the next day. Mm-hmm. The next day we woke up early and we ended up taking this three hour. We had to take two trains and a bus and exchange and get to a mountain. And we and we went up the mountain on these like lifts okay. and got higher and higher and higher. And, and then we got to a hike. Mm. So the journey took hours just to get to the park. And then we did an hour and a half hike on a mountain. Yeah. I'm talking about the clouds. People that do stuff like this might this might not sound crazy to me, but it was like, I breathe in cloud. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a a cloud, a rope. You know how tumbleweeds, when you watch like a cowboy movie, the tumbleweed will fly by? Yeah. The clouds do that where we were. Shit. There's clouds. (laughs) My nose is itching. It's clouds. Really? Clouds coming by. So you can
1: just see above the clouds.
2: Yeah. And That's in dope. them, the clouds are fl- rolling by. It was, it was beautiful. Can it was, you put clouds in a jar? Is that possible? Can oh, man,
1: I wish I would have had a jar. I definitely would
2: have tried to mm. take some souvenir. Might have yeah. had some problems going through customs because that might be illegal. I don't know. You can't just take clouds from, from their country and bring them <laughs> to this country. I don't know how that works. I don't know in the workings of that. So I, Luckily, I didn't have a jar because I might have been tempted. But yeah. it was enough for me to just smell a cloud. Mm. I saw a cloud forming. Like you're at the top point where the cloud, the, the evaporation, the whole process. You Shit. know, you see it c- coming up to the sky. So it was wild. We were that high, right? Yeah, and then we go do the hike and everything. You, it's a casual hike. That if I was just in a part of Maryland, it would be easy. But the hike was easy. But if if you do fall, it's no chance of you falling because it's a light, nice, wide path. Everything's fine. But if you do fall, the side of the of the edge is off of a fucking cliff. Mm. So it's like it's it's almost like if I was walking on a bench, I would be fine. But if I was walking on the ledge of a building. You'd be terrified. Mm. It was that kind of thing. Like yeah. this, you had all the width. You had no chance of falling, but your heart pumping a little bit more when you you're looking to make sure you don't trip on a rock or yeah. step weird and your ankle roll because you're like, man, have man, it's over. With. It. It's yeah. no, it's no like, oh, I fell, man. Nah, it's gonna, you're gonna roll off the man. mountain until you die. Yeah, but I never had any real concerns. But it makes you more alert of where you're putting your feet and stuff. Right, and then and then it also makes you feel silly having those feelings because you walk past kids being like, Hahaha. kids are doing this hike. Because they live there This is like their morning exercise That's dope. So you see kids doing this It was just a beautiful experience man We did that We ended up You know Getting back Took us a couple hours To get back to the hostel That we stayed at But this hostel It was just our one room okay. All of us were just In the one room by ourselves We go out later that night We end up going to One of those disco type of places Place was open until five in the morning Dang. Dance Had a good time Met some cool people It was just a fun time Next day we wake up And we go from Zurich To Munich, Germany mm. And we met a, Les had a friend in Germany Named Wesley this dude was so fun and so nice, but one of the nights I called you because they were in a different zone. Yeah. I also learned on this trip, I learned about demon time, right? Demon now, time. But not with, the see, these Instagram models that convince people that demon time is just like, oh, I'm going to post a twerk video on Instagram. No, no, no. I saw what real demon time was. And real demon time is like everybody that I was with, I was drunk too. I drank, but they were fucked up. And when you're on demon time, you're loud and belligerent and, Everybody around you kind of repels away from you because they're mm-hmm. like, man, these people are obnoxious, whatever. Yeah. But the people who don't repel and gravitate—that's demon time. They all they recognize other demons. Mm-hmm. When you're just like, I'm gonna sing really loud here for two minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking stand on top of the bar, was, and so I'm trying to be the the mom of the re, of the of the group. And then eventually, I was just like, you know what? Fuck this, man. Like, I'm not on demon time. I can recognize that people are like, oh my god, like they're really obnoxious. Yeah, and I'm seeing them repel, and then more demons come around. So I'm like. No, this is gonna get debaucherous. Like this is gonna get crazy, and that's not my that's not my vibe. I'm in the night. Yeah. I just haven't gotten there, and I'm not trying to play catch up because yeah. I want to go home and go to sleep. So I ended up leaving them for that night. I mm-hmm. called you and let them know, let you know, like yo, shit is there on a different vibe, a yeah. different vibe tonight, and I'm not down with it. So I went and uh, stayed at the Holiday Inn Express. And had a great night. I chilled in the lobby for a little bit, met some cool people in the lobby. Okay. And uh, had a couple of drinks, and then I went up to my room and went to sleep. The next day, I woke up and I had a beautiful morning in Munich. I walked around. That's
1: such a you move, though. It's like you being like, I'm gonna just go out, I'm gonna just go back to the hotel oh, I'm not, and yet. sit in the lobby. I'm not this. here to ruin anybody's time
2: and relax. I'm not here to ruin anybody's yeah. time. Cause like somebody else might have been like, guys, you guys are being assholes. Stop it. I'm gonna leave and make a whole thing about it. Like yeah. I was like, no, no, keep doing your thing. Yeah. And if the police come, or, cause that's in my mind, I'm like, something's gonna happen. y'all gonna be in a fight somebody's gonna be like mad that y'all are being loud and on the, I, they live in an apartment above this bar or something like yeah. that i was like i don't want to be here to be the person because i have to be the person that's like i'm sorry for them like i'm reasonable yeah so i was like i don't really feel like being that tonight so i'm gonna catch you guys like, keep doing your thing stay on demon time yeah demon time away demon. i'm gonna go and do my own thing you know and i'll yeah. see you guys in the morning and i had a beautiful i woke up nice and early i got the breakfast at the uh at the hotel shout out to holiday Inn as, as well like they get a bad rep but i had a great time. Got a great night's sleep, watched a little bit of Minions, fell asleep, woke up, got some breakfast, yeah. went and walked around, just had a beautiful kind of like day in Germany, stopped at a museum to get some coffee, saw a bomb-ass jacket mm. made out of um the bags, like the burlap bags that have coffee yeah. beans come in. I was like, no, nah, I need that. Yeah. Copped it right off the rack, threw it on, the lady cut the tag off, I was like, I'm wearing it out of here. Yeah. So. <laughs> was just, oh, 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 wunderbar, have a good day. Yeah. I was like, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, wunderbar to you too as well. Threw the jacket on, continued to walk, because it was chilly.
3: Mm. So it was like
2: perfect it's to have perfect. the jacket yeah, on. Yeah. So it's like sixty five. So I go walk, went, walked, ended up back at the place where they were having demon time. Beautiful in the daytime. For the things that they were doing, it was insane. I was like, you guys are you guys are slandering and fucking besmirching this beautiful area. It's yeah. beautiful in the daytime. It's nice and fashionable, cool people. It's little bars and stuff. Went to a grocery store, bought an apple. Mm-hmm. Walked around, eating apple, just having a great time, walking around, just having an experience. You yeah, know what yeah, saying? yeah, like I'm in a different country. I'm in, I got to have that. I had a lot of those moments, but I had a lot of them by myself, where mm-hmm. I was like. Hey, I'm in fucking Switzerland on the mountain, or I'm in fucking Germany walking around with yeah. a German jacket on that I just bought off the rack and whatever. Then it was time they were ready to go back to Paris. Okay. So I Ubered back to Wesley's house. Okay. Now I find out Wesley's coming to Paris. He's like, yeah, I've decided to come with you guys as well. So we hop in his car, and he drives us to Strasbourg, France, mm. which was like- it's Hold like was that? It's like three hours from Paris. Okay. But it's still another- it was four hours from from Munich to Strasbourg. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know it was an eight hour drive when we hopped in his car. Mm. Cause if we'd have hopped on a train, it would have been like a seven hour train ride, but we're just in a train. Yeah. With space, space and drinks yeah, yeah. and we don't have to Comfortable go to sleep. Day. This dude's driving like a maniac. Really? Oh, I mean maybe not a maniac in Germany cause uh-huh. like it's fat like it's faster speeds, but okay. he was
1: getting it done. He was getting it in.
2: Yeah, he's reaching behind, think- grabbing waters off the back off the ground. So I'm like, you know, trying to be chill, he but he's driving
1: the other side too, right? No, he doesn't drive on, he, No, his with the wheel. I mean, the no, wheel. no, no, not oh, okay. not in these cars, not in Germany. Oh shit! Not from
2: yeah, no. Uh, from he was driving on the left side. Oh hmm. uh, okay. yeah, yeah. But uh, there was some of that, but not oh, okay. in not in Germany. From he was driving a Mercedes. You see any
1: exotic cars or anything? like
2: that? Just the um, Puget a Puget a Puget. It's oh. I don't know, but that's just foreign. I didn't see like a fucking man, Lamborghinis and shit like that. I, just foreign as far as like what they drive over there. You might not see too many of those here. Gotcha. They they got you. They got some for
1: me. What's that Italian? That's Italian. We oh, I yeah, know, I
2: didn't I get know. to Italy. But, but so we get to Strasbourg, one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. It's like the small little intimate town. Um, there's a river that flows through the whole thing. And they have this beautiful church there. That's like the site. That's, it's like the thing to see there. Okay. And then there, Les was, like, he was, he, from, from demon time, he was fucking hungover. <laughs> so as like, I can't make it the rest of the drive, man. Let's just stay here tonight and wake up in the morning. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a cool hotel, stayed the night, woke up, um, had some champagne. It was Les's birthday. Okay. And then Les was like, I found a, a um, train. I'm not getting back in that car. Like it's just cause it was like another it was like another four hours. Yeah. So he was like, I found a train and Fuck that. Yeah. so Wesley was like, oh, I cannot make it the rest of the way then. So I was like, damn. But at this point, see, Les turned in early that night. So mm-hmm. me, I was still kind of like, I had seen Wesley on Demon Time the night prior. So I was like, man, I don't really know if I want to be in Paris with this guy. He might be too crazy for me. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for it. But when Les was hung over and we ended up staying in Strasbourg for the night, me, Wesley, and Les's two friends, who I've become I had become more friends with at yeah. this point became even better friends that night in Strasbourg. like we mm. went and I got drinks and had pints out on the street i smoked a lot of cigarettes in paris like i just was you know i don't smoke cigarettes but it was just kind of part of the culture like it's a great way to talk to girls too because you go do you have a light like it's just a great icebreaker yeah so it's almost like any it's like in a little So Les had to hang back he was he had physically yeah, yeah he, 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 was forced, he was forced to he could not come Shit. out so we ended up but it was cool we got the bond so by the end of that night when i woke up the next morning i was like man i'm excited to be in paris with wesley man like this is my guy and then when we changed it over to train, to train, he was like, I cannot make the rest of the trip. I cannot. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we left him in Strasbourg. It was sad. You know, we hugged and everything. We exchanged information. Was, I have a good excuse to go to Munich again. Mm. And we hopped on the train. The train was pretty fucking quick. We got back in Paris by three o'clock. And then I arranged for an Airbnb in a place in the area near the Louvre, which mm-hmm. is a museum. It was like 20 minutes from the Louvre, but it was in like that area. And this Airbnb was so fucking cool, man. It was in this really cool fashion district, near this place called uh, uh, La, ba- La Basicool. It's mm-hmm. like a chicken restaurant mm-hmm. right there on the corner from the Airbnb, so it's like a walk. And the whole ceiling is those squeaky chickens when you squeeze them. They go yeah, and they, the air comes out. Mm-hmm. The whole ceiling is that. I got a hat from there. I bought it. You know, it was like from the gift shop. But the Airbnb looks like if anybody knows the scene from um, *Home Alone 2: Lost in New York*, where Kevin goes to his uncle's house to go you know, set booby traps mm-hmm. and the house is like unfinished. Mm-hmm. So when I opened, I hit the code and walked into the, I set this up and this is my first, you know, I, I'd never been on like a European vacation and it was, I had my moment to be in charge because Les was kind of running. So it was show. like a
1: townhouse type of,
2: no, it was like, like an like apart- a city. it was like an apartment building. It was an apartment building. It was like an old looking apartment building. So it
1: wasn't, a, it wasn't just one house.
2: No, it was like oh, a okay. business was in there. Oh, there, was upstairs, okay, there was upstairs. There was all kinds of, but so, so I opened the door and when you open the door, you put the code in the door, I opened the door. It was like a concrete hallway mm-hmm. with paint buckets and shit and ladders. I was like, no. Because I'm expecting you open the door and you're in the Airbnb. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit, I think we might have got scammed. <laughs> yeah. So I, I go walk in some more. It's like a creepy dark hallway to a basement. I was like, I'm not going down there. I hope it's not down there. I keep walking. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck, I don't know where the unit is. I don't know. I think we might have got scammed. And I walk into the business that's open. There's like a tax a tax place or something. I go, excuse me, we're looking for Airbnb. He goes, yes, it's right there. But the door... The door looks new, but if you look above, there's a window, Mm. and if you look at out the window, you see outside. Mm. I was like, this. I was like, motherfucker, that's a back door. Yeah. But then I go up and I see I have a code to the door, Mm. and the door has a code thing on it. Gotcha. So I put the shit and it goes, you know, automatic. It's one of those automatics. So you hear like, yeah, and the door pops open. Man, this shit looked like cribs. (laughs) It was like a bunker. (laughs) It was like a bunker. It was like an underground bunker, but it was like a nine bedroom apartment shit the shit was fire and we so we were there for from Les's birthday until we left on thursday so mm-hmm. just so just two nights yeah and the last two nights like, now i'm back in paris for redemption because first time i didn't have my bag and those last two nights in paris man i had a great time man i had my bag with me i put on some dope shit yeah. i got com- a man so and i fucked up i, I was not an ally in that situation see um me we went out we went out to dinner so we went out to dinner for Les's birthday that night i put on like a fucking Rock and roll shirt, tucked it in with the, I had the pearls on and top hat and shit like that. And I'm just walking around, you know, I got my little swagger walk and we're walking. Les had his birthday outfit on. He had like a leather, uh, (laughs) like a leather brimless hat, like a, like a dominatrix hat or something like that. So we walk around killing, fucking walking around the streets and shit. And we go to a restaurant, we pop champagne for his birthday and everything like that. And a, and a, a French dude came up to me. And he was like, oh, hello, I just wanted to let you know uh, I saw you guys walking up. I just Your vibe is crazy. I said, yeah. oh, my God, man, thank you so much. You know, my friend is looking for the gay bars tonight. I thought I was being the homie. Like I was like, thank you for your compliment. Instead, of because I'm American and dumb, I just couldn't take a compliment from a man without making it like, well, let me tell you I'm not gay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that wasn't really my intention. I really was looking out for less, but I was like, oh, great. A gay guy has come up to me and has complimented my outfit. I can ask him, where are the shenanigans tonight? Yeah. And then so I said that to him he goes, "Oh no, I'm not I'm not gay. I just uh just like your outfit and uh you know, you guys enjoy the rest of your dinner." And then so when- he had every reason to slap you if you wanted to. I know, cuz <laughs> it was so presumptive, man. He just he didn't even say like I'm sexy or he just was like, "Yo, I like your vibe like I saw you." And I put this shit on for people to like my that's why people. Unbelievable. He leave that American I blew shit it. at home. Nah, I blew it, bro. Leave that I have just been like, "Thank you. Thank I like you, man. your outfit I like it. too." You Come know? In, I man. know, bro. And I fumbled it and they let me know when he walked away. They were like wow man you blew that just a nice compliment from a person i was like i was just trying to look out for my friend i thought he might know where the gay bars are tonight you might want to we might all want to go to a gay bar or something for your birthday i just thought he it just i know and they let me know it for like the rest that was like the joke for the rest of the night like wow man you really blew that like you could just took it like a normal person and just been normal i was like i fucking know man it was was so dumb my bad but anyway we enjoyed the rest of the dinner we ended up going out everything in paris is open until like 5 a.m you can get a drink at a bar and they will serve you on the side of a, on a patio and you hit just laughter and joking around and we're talking to people and everything. It was so, it was such, it was so romantic is the only word I have. Like it, was mm-hmm. like, it was like a dream, like it was beautiful. It was like, it was five o'clock in the morning. I'm talking to people from Paris and just, you know, telling stories and laughing and shit until five o'clock in the morning and then we put everybody that we had met that night in an Uber and we went back to our, cause it was all walking distance. Mm-hmm. We walked back to our Airbnb and called it a night. We woke up the next day and we went and got tattoos. We all got weed tattooed in different places, just like to commemorate the trip. And then we went out again that night and had another good time. And uh it was like French French Independence Day. So okay. a lot of people left town, but the people that were in town, you like go to you can go to a firehouse and like that's something to do with firemen. The, their, 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 their independence day has something to do with firemen. So you can go to like go to firehouse, there's people drinking and shit there. Anyway, long story short. It was a beautiful trip. Woke up the next day and then, you know, came home that Thursday. I had a beautiful time. And the only thing I could think of that whole time, like the flight back, I was like, bro, I'm moving to Paris, bro. I don't know how to do it, how I'm going to do it. But like, yeah. I need to be in Paris at least visiting on a regular basis <clears throat> and, like every year. But
1: I would absolutely
2: move there as well.
1: Yeah. It was the first thing you when we talked on the phone. I think when I was at the airport, that was like the first thing you said. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was like the women were so beautiful. The dudes were so cool and fashionable. Everywhere had, you know, the food didn't taste processed. And it was just such a the vibe of just like sitting on a sitting outside of a restaurant and just getting served beers or or coffee or whatever, like just and people watching. Like everything was just so different. You know, it was like I had such a wonderful experience, man. It was so eye opening and enlightening. And I put a tweet out about this because I said something about basically about survivor's remorse. Right. And it was only that was in reference to. The night uh, night we got back, Les had a gig in Miami. Okay. So I stayed one extra night in Miami. Yeah. And he had a gig. And during his sound check, I went and got a nice dinner for myself. Good. I was poolside, the palm trees and shit. i got whatever I wanted to. I spent a couple hundred dollars on food by by myself. And while I'm enjoying the meal, the whole trip is coming across my mind. Mm -hmm. And I had a little tinge, just a little little tinge of survivor's remorse because I "I got cousins that are doing life in prison. Mm -hmm. I got my grandfather is going through this thing with dementia, and I don't think he's ever even been on a plane before. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, my mom is—you know, she's done her thing, but there's some places she hasn't been yet. And I hope she gets to yeah. go there. I'm just having all this stuff where I go, like, why me? Like, why do yeah. I get to? Why am I getting to enjoy this when there's people that I know? who don't get to enjoy it, right. you know? And so, but also that tangent, like sadness or whatever turns into like motivation. Cause yeah. it's like, well, let me, I'm going to do it for them. Like yeah. they don't get to do it. So I got to do it even more. Cause there's so many people that don't get to do the stuff that I'm getting to do on right. this trip. And, and in general, so you almost like it, it's, it bums you out for a little second. Then you go, nah, fuck that. Go even go further. Yeah. You know? So it was, um, it was a hell of a trip, man.
1: I'm glad you had a good, you know, a good trip. Um and we're going to CrimeCon
2: UK next year for sure. Yeah. Not even a question. I got to tag you. you got to get a taste of that. Yeah, you got to.
1: Also, you be you been on this trip, and I think what you did, which is probably like a lot of foreign people, probably say when American people come there, is like you leave your mark as an American. Uh huh. You know what reciprocate means, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, I, you didn't know how to. Do, you didn't know how to do that. What do you mean? Like when somebody, <laughs> when somebody, when somebody say, "Hey man, I like what you have on," you go, "Yeah, I, I like it. I like what you have on too." I know, but it I was listen, it was <laughs> but, my friend's birthday. No, no, and so but listen, but listen. To, and we listen. didn't know where the gay bars
2: were. We didn't know where they were. So I was like, this guy's coming to compliment me. So clearly, I mean, he must like my style. I, I just was like, maybe he must no, be gay. Man, no. And that was that's American. I get it. I know, but I mean and, like And it was a brain fart. <laughs> like, that's so dumb to think that. But in the moment I was like, oh, how convenient this guy's come up to us. Yeah. He can tell us where the gay yeah, bars are.
1: Yeah, but the guy will but you and go, fucking.
2: Yeah, American. American. Wow, it was fucking homophobic yeah. ass. American. I was like, no, but I was so, I wasn't like, yo, don't look at my, I was like, thank you so much. I said, thank you. I, was, I, I really worried. was genuinely, I was genuinely appreciative and it wasn't any kind yeah. of like homophobic anything. I just was like, oh great, this guy's gay. He can tell me where I can take my gay friend for his birthday.
1: I think it was because you, maybe you was just like, these people are like on a different level. Fashion wise, then you got the compliment. You was like, nah, man, let me, I, you like, you didn't want to take that compliment. Like you really didn't want to. Like you was trying to brush it off to be like
2: I'm a humble dude, yeah. I'm a humble dude. I didn't feel like I was killing it that hard, so so I right. really was appreciative. I was like, I really was appreciative of it, yeah. But I was like, also, I can kill two birds with one stone. I can say thank you, and also, do you know where the bussies are popping tonight? Because my, my boy, my, <laughs> yeah. you know, my my, my boy might want to see some pussy tonight. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to look out for the homie. I get. That. I'm always looking out for the homies. You know me, man. I'm looking homies yeah. come first, bro. I look out for the homies first as always. So when I got the compliment, I was like, cool, thank you, uh, uh, uh merci beaucoup. Mm-hmm. Do you know uh, uh, parlez vous bussy? Yeah, you know. So I, you know, I, was, I was trying to figure it out because yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look up for my homie. It's his birthday. He got this hat on. You know, he yeah. didn't put this hat on for nothing. Yeah, I'm trying to get the finger popping. When I got that thing.
1: compliment, you probably didn't put that out. He put a nice outfit on. Wanted a compliment
2: back. I mean, if we're gonna be honest, no, he didn't. He was didn't, nice. he was like no. a schlubby French guy. Like, he, yeah, on. he was just a nice French guy. Like he he wasn't killing it like that. I, it was dudes that I, okay. I mean, it was dudes that was killing it. I would have reciprocated the compliment happily. <laughs> If, but he wasn't one of them. It so I just, just, all I had was thank you. It just, it just, oh, okay. All, all oh, I, I had it. was thank you. Like, thank you. It wasn't like It wasn't like it wasn't like me. Well, you. You've been honest then. Yeah, I just said all I could <laughs> you've do. You've been take honest it.
1: without saying anything. Exactly.
2: <laughs> all I, my mom said, you don't have nothing nice to say. Don't, say, don't nothing say nothing at all. So I couldn't say I like your shirt and jeans that you're wearing. Was Fifty fresh. year old man. He just looks like a dude. So I said thank you so much. Do you know where the bussies are popping tonight? <laughs> From you know, what I'm saying like thank you so much. Hmm. So. And and I caught, I caught the flag for it because it was not progressive that's of me funny. at all. Just assume and just this guy. But that's France. France is like, no, no, if I think a man is handsome, I think this person. I'll tell them. Tell them, yeah. It's just a very, it's just way more open, yeah. you know? And that was the American in me to be like, oh, yeah, you're gay. Uh, Well, can you, t- we're looking for directions to some, a gay place, right? So, hey, Les, he's gay, like, and they all, they all without doing it, like, put their hand, they didn't actually do it, but yeah. they might as well have put their hands over their eyes and put their Jesus heads down and be like, Christ. what a fucking, <laughs> this guy, what an embarrassment. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like the, the most uncouth thing I could have done in that moment, take a compliment and be like. Oh, thanks. You're gay. Hey, do you know where gay stuff's happening tonight? Yeah, you don't have a lot
1: of those moments. So I would have def- would bust your balls. Def- no, nah, oh, because like, nah, I'm more cool than definitely. that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. You, I
2: don't even... It was the combination, all the stuff. It was yeah. his birthday. You know, and we were in France. So I was just trying to be... In my mind, for yeah. the for a second, I was like, I'm going to be super progressive and be like, hey, we're down to go to a gay bar tonight, Do You know, where? it was like, I thought of, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to show my progression in paris and be like we're going to a gay bar we're looking for gay bars but it was like he was like oh no i'm not gay Uh, but you know um you know good luck with that and uh you know but (laughs) i do like like, and he was like i still like (laughs) he was like i still like your outfit and it but it ended abruptly after i still like your outfit but you have a good night thank you guys you know i appreciate it you know i was like oh man but um yeah man i would absolutely move to paris in a heartbeat bro i had a fantastic time zurich was beautiful and munich was also um fantastic man every place that we went we met cool people and super nice people it was very welcoming even in the the demon time in munich was that i uh, left um and it was just like um like i said bro i'm sure all these places have their own racism and and all this type of stuff but it was just fun to go somewhere and just not be aware of the culture or aware of the racism and i just got to be Yeah, yeah i never got reminded of which is good not being yeah or of being Black or something? Never, not one time. Now that might just be my experience on a vacation. Maybe if I moved to Paris and was there a lot, I would learn and oh, see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But for on a vacation, I never had one instance of that. Which is good, man. You don't want that to ruin your trip. Yeah,
3: in your mind, because stuff.
2: when you live here, you can catch it. You you're more hyper tuned in. Yeah, so you can see when somebody's like, "What are they? What are this group of people coming into this place for? They don't usually come into this place." Yeah. Your your eyes are more aware of that type of stuff. But because I was in Europe, they were. My, my radar was turned off so i might have still been getting the looks yeah. but i couldn't see them so i right. just got to keep dance man yeah. can, I, can i get a pint uh, Ooh, techno music also last thing i'll say that drake album as i thought definitely rings off more in europe than it does here mm. i mean it's like they That's really like techno I, yeah. music and like house beats and stuff like it, i heard it a lot there and i also haven't been out much here since it came out mm. but now i'm back i'm gonna go do a little you know a little. To a locate study. Yeah, see how it's pl- how it's ringing off here as opposed to there. It was very <laughs> much ringing off there. And again, I had a great time, man. Like, but the the last night, me and Les had a conversation where I said, "Cause I didn't get to actually go see the Louvre, so I didn't see the Mona Lisa.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I didn't see the pyramid at the Louvre. I didn't get to go to the there's so many museums there that I didn't get to go to. And I said,
1: damn, man, the original Mona Lisa is there.'
2: Yeah, 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 okay. Um, and. I said, and Les was like, well, we can wake up early tomorrow and we can try to go get it done before we, our flight. I said, you know what? No. I'll see you next time.
1: Yeah, give you a reason to go back.
2: Exactly, because th- I said, "I said this is not going to be some trip I look back on in 10 years and go, man, one time I went. I said, no, 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 fuck that. I'm yeah. going to be back here. Like I'm, I'm going to make sure I come back here and soon yeah. and go to other places. We met girls that lived in Milan. They were like, you guys got to come to Milan. It's like, I'm going to take those people up on those things. It's not just going to be some... Oh, I met this girl in Munich, Germany, 10 years ago, and it was so fun, and it was such a fun trip, and whatever. No, no, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go visit my friend in Munich. I'm going to go yeah. fi- visit my friend in Milan. So this was not some once-in-a-lifetime type of trip, and I'm going to make sure of that. So that's, that was the motivation I took from it was like, no, I'm coming back here. Like, yeah. I want to travel more. It's not, this was not some fan- fantasy trip I got to take one time when I was 30. Like a, This will be like a thing. I'm going to do it so much, it's going to become normal to me. I'm going to go to Paris and just have friends there and, and know where to go and all that type of stuff. I want to be. I want it to become like second nature to me to be in Paris or to be in Switzerland or to be in Milan or whatever. So, yeah, man, I encourage everybody to travel. Do your best. Figure it out. Now, before we take a break, um, I wanted to touch on, I don't have a ton of information, but while I was out of the town, um, squeegee update. We got some updates, on, some information on the squeegee boys. Haven't talked about the squeegee boys in some time. Let me say before I get into the story, the city has implemented some work programs. That there is, are job yeah, yeah. programs available for kids that want to, you know transition out of that squeegee boy lifestyle and, and get you know placed into a work program. So they have made some changes and some efforts to aiding those kids that don't have things to do. But also kids is a loose term. There's a lot of grown people out there. Yeah. Now what I also will say is, I'm not here to look down on, any, on anybody struggling. But at the same time, I'd be lying if I didn't say I've seen cars kicked. These are not, this is not, this is, this, it varies from person to person, obviously. But, like, the, this is not just some situation where it's kids, just 11-year-old kids looking for a couple of dollars and just nicely trying to spray windows. And, you know, and, and people don't like that. It's like sometimes these people are aggressive. It gets bad. And uh, uh, last year, I remember there was an incident where it turned out the, the guy in the car was the aggressor. And so I don't know if this is the situation as well, so I don't want to touch on it too deeply, but what happened was there was an incident on Light Street where a guy was in his car, and for some reason that we don't know yet, he jumped out of his car with a bat. Mm. Now, what I will say is in my own personal experience of seeing people the way sometimes their cars get approached and stuff like that, I don't know if this guy was just some maniac that just was like, fuck, did you just spray my car? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to say that his car was kicked or that he was physically intimidated or something like that. But I wouldn't be surprised. Now, he jumps out of his car with a bat. And apparently one of these squeegee individuals had a gun on them. And they, I, I don't know. If, I guess it's self-defense if it's somebody coming at you with a bat. But he was shot and killed on the scene. And the person is still at large. I don't think he's been apprehended yet. And now it's like a shutdown on the people. Now it's like done. Now if people are like, get them. Out of yeah. here. No more squeegee boys. None of the, this shit is done. Like, we're t- we're tired of living in this intimidation type of whatever. And then I also see they they talk to some squeegee guys. Uh, They didn't want their face showing on the camera. And I understand the same thing. It's like, bro, I'm living in the jungle, man. It's hard living. Like, I can make $100 out here in a day. And I might not be able to make that at McDonald's. And I get it in the day. And it's like, I can't tell somebody what to do to feed themselves. But if, you know... If people don't want you to touch their car, they don't want you to touch their car. Right. It, these incidents shouldn't be happening because if somebody says no, then you just should just go away from their car. It's really the it's that's really the, like the the bottom line of it all is like there shouldn't even be a further interaction. If I go no, then you shouldn't there shouldn't be people surrounding my car. I shouldn't have be talking to you. I shouldn't be any of this. None of this shit should be happening. So I don't know. I'm conflicted about it, and I don't you know I don't really know if it was self defense or what, and or why this guy got out of his car with a baseball bat. Or why he had a baseball bat so readily accessible in his car? I guess he could play softball or something like that. Yeah. It was just weird. I got
1: like a golf, a golf club, in
2: my car, <laughs> and you could just grab it and any bones in the trunk.
0: That's what I'm saying. Hey, I mean, oh, I don't, man. I don't
2: know if he got out, went around the back, got oh, the bat. Yeah. It just said, I just, they just said he jumped out of the car with the bat. He probably had to go get it out of his. You think truck. so? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, he's just just, riding he just around with like, got the bat in the back.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 got it like a buck in, in the passenger seat. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: come on. But I did see. I I came across like a Facebook page. I don't know if it was a family member of the victim or whatever, but. They have like a symbol now, like this sign that's like a, uh, what's the one with the, um, it's like a circle with the, the, the no, like don't. Mean. Like yeah, don't. Yeah, it's like that, but it got it got a, a squeegee. squeegee in the middle and it got no means no. Yeah. Going around it. So,
2: well, that's good, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it should have to get to that point. People should just know that. But again, we're talking about people that are hungry and desperate. And so I get it. Yeah. But also, sometimes those dudes are out there
1: and like, they could be aggressive. Shirts and stuff they could like definitely that, be aggressive. You, know? you go yeah. like, nah, man. You go, come on, man. Yeah. And come then on. like give you a sample. It's like, well, I don't want one half. If I if I need you to get it, if I need you to do it, yeah, do my whole windshield. I don't want. To, <laughs> I know I still want to but I don't want you to give me a sample and then and you still want money. Yeah, now you're mad because
2: no. like no, nah, I did work. No. It's like I didn't ask you to do this work. Yes, and I tell you all the time. I let them know when I when I roll up on them, I, I hit the I hit the uh, hit the windshield wipers. Oh, you do that. I Hit the wiper fluid. I did. I just, I, it's a superfluous just, job. Nobody needs you to do yeah. this job. So I'm just, just you just want people here, to man. give you money for, just because.
1: I give him two dollars. I'm like, thank you. Just go ahead, man. Just leave me alone. You, I don't need you to do it. Yeah. Just here. Now I've done that before. Yeah. Just on the on the big homie type of lookout. I know people might not look it's, at me yes, as it's a, a
2: big it's, homie it's because I, I say the stuff that I say about yeah, him sometimes. Yes, but like man. I get it, man. I, I get being young and not having any prospects for a job and you're just trying to make a way. But I don't need you to do this. Yeah. So here's five dollars and get out go uh, get the, <laughs> the fuck, fuck out of my face for, no go on and you hey, no, hate uh, my, brother, my brother no. in Christ
1: no let me clean it up
2: my brother in no. Christ here's his five dollars and you go on and be great and no. continue on about your life fuck
1: that I don't need you <laughs> big homie sure go ahead man I'm, hey man yeah, I'm looking yeah, at I, you i go keep oh, on keeping also, i give him some kind of words leave like, hey, my man, car hey, the, the fuck alone up. leave me alone my family's yeah. in the car leave me alone yeah cause I don't give a shit I'll applaud this club I don't give a damn I don't give a damn. I'll pull this club out, yeah. black, white. I don't <laughs> care who you are. Did
2: not touch my, don't car. touch my car. Leave my car alone. Absolutely. That's how I feel. I don't give a fuck who you are. But what I do is I go, no, nah, I'm good. Here's five dollars. You know what I'm saying? Keep your head up. You yeah. Know what I mean, listen. You know, God is great. You know. And, yeah. And follow, crack the crack the joint. Follow Slip it Come on, bro. No, nah, I put it down to give him nah, some courtesy. Nah, and give him nah, some kind nah, words. I might davis. even give him a
1: dap. People, are da- I'm not doing that. You know, give him a dap. COVID. I'm
2: not. <laughs> Okay. This is okay. So I might not. no I given some. Money. I was gonna say I might not have given some money in a while. I might have yeah. been po- pre COVID that I was doing this. That's like three, no. three years ago. But um, yeah, it just was a tragic situation, man. Yeah. And we've spoken about um Squeegee Boys. Last. We got tag- I, I was seeing we got we got tagged in that yeah. a lot that yeah, that, yeah. that was happening because I've given my thoughts on Squeegee Boys a lot. But um, I think it's a pointless job. And I spoke about job opportunities and and, and programs and stuff, and the city has responded. So those programs are available. And so if you don't want to participate in those programs... But you
1: have to admit it's not the same. It's not for somebody to go... It's not fast money. It's not fast money. All right. It's, it's, then you're going into a commitment. I don't think they yeah. don't
2: want to do No. It's a job. You got to show up to a place. I can place. go and I can leave the fuck I want Yeah. They, a lot of them are looking at themselves as like entrepreneurs. When yeah. they were saying it, they were like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I wake up early. I could probably make $100 a day. It's like, you have this planned out this way? You know, like yeah. they look at it like a business. Yeah. But it's not. And that's the problem is like, it's the same thing. As, I, don't, I don't mean to compare it to it because these kids are not, well, a lot of them aren't doing illegal activities. Like they're not kicking people's cars and getting in fights with people. Right. They're just doing the squeegee thing. And that's not illegal. At least I think it might be on the books illegal, honestly, to to panhandle on public streets. I think it might be. But either way, they're not selling drugs. But I'm just comparing it to selling drugs because I know a lot of kids that sold drugs when I was in high school and a lot of times they get you get a you get addicted to or used to the money and you start to forget that you're doing something illegal. Mm, so when you yeah. get in trouble, it's like, wait, no, what? This is just my job. But like, no no you sell weed man. Like you can't do that. Yeah. But you get used to it and you don't make plans to like what's the rotation you're gonna how you how do you gonna move out of this yeah yeah. you know you're not saving any money you're just spending money buying shoes and all this type of shit like no no you shouldn't be doing this so what's the end game yeah i'm just gonna sell weed till i don't sell weed i don't know till i make a million dollars it's like you gotta have a plan because what you're doing is not legal so if you're a squeegee boy you make a hundred dollars a day are you trying to save a thousand dollars and then do this you're trying to save money and then start selling waters like what's your plan is it
1: but just do this every day and it's not a business where it's like it is it, it, a need for it there is no need for it it's that's no why I
2: hit the, that's why I hit the wiper <laughs> I let them know I like to let them know that's and on, see that's that my, my car point. Can they do make this. money on
1: they make money on the fear of people going
2: like yes just don't just leave, leave me, me alone. alone just leave me alone that's the only reason people give somebody with a squeegee in their hand money is like oh no here leave thank you thank you yeah it's not like there's never been anybody that just hit a freshly hit a deer and their car is smeared in blood and they're like oh my god I wish somebody was around here with a dirty um, wiper yeah. from a gas station and some bleach. Wow, what the seven of them? That's so crazy. Hey, can you guys get all this deer blood off my windshield? It's never been the case. Nobody's ever been in that need. It's never happened before. They're just giving you the money to tell you to go away. So, like, go pool your money that you make, go buy some cases of water and a cooler and some ice and sell some waters, bro. It's hot yeah, outside. It's hot. Yeah. I'll buy water happily. Absolutely. You want to fucking sell, you want to, you want me to buy labor from you that I don't need? What are we doing? And now somebody's dead. Yeah. But this is the we this is the soapbox we get on every time. Yeah. And I, you know, so I don't want to jump on it again, man, because it is kids out there. There are kids out there, 15, 14-year-old kids out there, but also 23-year-old. There's some right. adults out there. There's some squeegee, like, men, yeah. squeegee men. Squeegee men out
1: like, there. like, you need to, no. You got to find
2: something else, champ. No. My brother in Christ, come on, man. Just go get the job. Just go get the commitment and get the job. Like, I understand, you know, oh, man, I don't want somebody to see me working. You'd rather somebody see you doing this than get a, jo- a job? Is it a, like some people, I guess is a pride, pride thing, yeah, a, man. but you'd rather see, you'd rather the girl you like see you pull up with a squeegee on the side of the road than like go get a job because these are able, able-bodied individuals I see a lot. Yeah. I have not seen too many like squeegee boys that i go, they can't work. They just, you know, they are missing a leg or something where they would, they have a reason where I go, they might be on disability. Like I'm seeing a lot of yeah. young, youthful kids with energy. Also, else those legs Too many of them, man. Like spread out. Why eight of y'all at one spot? It doesn't make, it, none of it makes any sense. It does, None of it makes any sense. And uh, that's all I have to say on it. But rest in peace to that guy. And yeah. Just I'm sure don't touch we, my shit. That's all I care Just leave my car alone, bro. Just leave my car alone. My car cleans itself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, you know, I, I, I wish nothing but the best for that individual's families and I hope that person's brought to justice and I'm sure he was just a misguided kid, but not a kid. I don't know. He killed somebody. So justice has to be served and, I hope that that happens But it was was really It really was tragic man So what we're gonna do Is we're gonna take A quick break And when we come back We're gonna get into Some fucked up shit So stick around All right, and we are back, Fran. My affirmative murder this week is the story of Damon Lopez Chappelle. This research was done by our wonderful part-time researcher, Captain Jess. Shout out to Captain Jess. Keep doing your thing out there. We much appreciate the things that you do. Um, let's get this started. So, Damon Lopez Chappelle was born in 1960 in Washington State. Growing up, he was above average height. He was like 5'10", and he was in really good shape. Like, he was yoked. Okay. From, a, from like a youthful age. He was like a big. Strong. What's the average height? Like 5'8"? I think average height is 5'7". Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, at least in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It varies. But I think in the U.S. The average height is like 5'7". So he even wanted to move to New York City to pursue a career as a professional boxer. Okay. So this guy, was, he was really in shape and, and, and like a pretty big guy. So Damon also had a pretty nasty temper. In August of 1978, he was put in jail for burglary. He spent the ages of 18 to 28 in and out of prison for various charges. Mm. He was sent out, paroled, back in, violated parole. It was a a vicious cycle. And in July of 1984, Kenneth Goodwin, better known as Kenny, who was a drug dealer in Spokane, Washington, was murdered. He was beaten to death with evidence of both punching and kicking to his body. Mm. Chappelle was was out on parole this time. His fingerprints were found in Kenny's apartment next to his body. Chappelle was the prime suspect and detectives took the case to the county prosecutor twice, but both times were told they needed more evidence. Yeah, The case remained open and Chappelle remained on the suspect list. Okay. In 1987, he was part of a work release program and was working in the tri-cities of Washington. I don't know the names of the cities, but it's like, you know, this, this kind of like all these cities that are all next to each other mm-hmm. in Washington. He was working for this program for that area. And then he ended up, fl- he, he fled that program and ended up going to Utah, where he was arrested in Salt Lake City. He was sent back to prison, and an an additional 30 days was added to the remainder of his sentence. He was not a model prisoner. He received 146 infractions, including harassment and extorting other inmates. Damn. Uh, I didn't just go in there and still be a problem. Yeah, man. (laughs) This guy's a bully. But you know something? When you are a bully in prison... You're a di- you're a different type of person. Mm-hmm. Like you still cuz a lot of times people act tough on the streets, you know, cuz yeah, you can yeah. get a gun and that, or you got a gang behind you or any of that type of, that type of stuff. But when you go behind the bars and you those are when you see the real alpha street dangerous individuals.
1: You say right? he was a boxer. i Am not mistaken right? he's, he's a boxer. Yeah, yeah He's a professional yeah. boxer? No, he wasn't a professional boxer, but he was good
2: with his hands. He wanted to be he wanted he to wanted be to. one. Okay. So he was just a naturally good fighter. Mm. Um, And he was not he was uh, awful in prison. As a matter of fact, in in March of 1987, Chappelle was accused of raping another inmate. He was released from prison on July 14th, 1988, and was given a bus ticket to Spokane, where he said where he said his family was. On August 17th, 1988, Isabel Jones, who was a 57 year old apartment manager at Alexandria Apartments, which was about one mile from where Chappelle was staying in Spokane when he was sent when he was sent there after he got out was found beaten to death with a knife wound to her face at the complex. She had been managing the complex along with her husband for around four months at the time of her murder. Her husband had owned a store but retired from that job to work with his wife at this apartment complex. So her husband of 39 years named Glenn left around 2 p.m. to run some errands and get a haircut. He returned around 4 p.m. and there was no sign of Isabel in their first floor apartment. Mm -hmm. After an hour he began to worry and went looking for her. He found her in their office, which is a which was a renovated apartment down the hall. You know, I don't know if you ever like this brings back very vivid memories for me, like going um, my mom when we would go find new places to live, you go and go sign a lease and you go to the leasing office and it's always like in a unit. It's like always yeah, like like yeah, a like, yeah. a, like yeah. it's like it looks like a and every when I was always a kid, I'd go, Man, this is really nice in here. Like, do they live here? Yeah. But it's just like a stage. It's just a staging to right. like this is what it would look like and One of the units. And so I know exactly what, that's where he found her. He found her in one of those places where you go to be like, and this is where you sign your lease, but this is what you're, this is a two, they go like, this is a two bedroom unit. This Mm -hmm. is like about what you would be living in. And he found his wife in one of the, in their office, which was one of those type of situations. She was in a pool of blood. Her false teeth had been knocked out and were across the room. Mm. Glenn called for the help of a resident who was a nurse while waiting for help to arrive. Paramedics attended and found Isabel had a pulse, although it was a weak pulse. She died at Deaconess Medical Center about an hour later. There were no suspects. Robbery was a possible motive, but police were unclear if any money or goods were missing. The office was in shambles, and it appeared that she had put up a fight. It was discovered that a butcher knife was missing from a gift box in a storage room. Another motive could have been revenge. Revenge. She had called the police about a loud altercation in the neighboring parking lot the night before the murder and that provided a detailed statement along with the plate numbers of the people that were arguing. Mm. So there were some people that might have, you know, some disgruntled people might have come back yeah. around was the was the uh, one of the first um, theories. None of the complex's residents reported hearing anything or seeing anyone unusual and there were no signs of sexual assault. Detectives were interested in speaking to Chappelle about the murders. However, he failed to show up to two appointments to meet with authorities, and there wasn't enough evidence to bring him in. They needed to speak to him voluntarily. But that's also that's still a red flag that you don't show up to, two. But I don't know. So I get, I get mixed up about that sometimes because, you know, we have constitutional rights, mm. and that's very true. But if I was a suspect, I don't know, I'm conflicted. I don't even want to finish saying what I was going to say. I was going to say, if I was a suspect in a murder and they wanted to call me down to the station to clear my name. But I've, so- I've watched so many documentaries where people think, like, I didn't do it. So I'll just go down and clear my name. Yeah, and they end up not ever leaving that room. Yeah, because they find they find a way to make you the person that did it. Yep. So I was gonna say that's a, that's a sign of his guilt that he missed two appointments to go talk to the police voluntarily. But it's like I don't know if I will go down to a station and lock myself in a room and they start throwing stuff at me and pictures and start painting their picture of how I'm guilty, even if I know I'm not. It doesn't matter what you know; it's what you can prove. So yeah. I take that back. And it's a black man. Nah. Yeah. And I, so I take I'm that. All, I take I'm that all all back. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm take that. It would be like, I think every time that they asked me to come down, I'd be like, do I have to? Come? Are you guys going to make me come down? And they go, no, we can't make you come. We don't have any. No, we just love it if you did." It's like, oh, okay, well, you come back with a warrant. Yeah. Yeah. So I immediately changed my mind on that, actually. I would go, yeah, well, when you, when you have, when I have to go, I'll go. But until then, thank you. You guys have a good, uh, good day and good luck with your case. The autopsy showed Isabel had been severely beaten and she had injuries to her face, skull, chest, and neck. Mm. She suffered from internal bleeding. And there was no clear blow that caused the death. Like, she was killed many times. Like, every one of these blows could have killed her. Like, there's no one blow that was the fatal blow. All of them were really bad. It was suggested that she may have drowned in her own blood as she laid face down on the floor. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, she was, this was a very, yeah, this was, she also had been cut in the, on the, uh, in her jaw with a knife. So this was a very extremely violent and angry person that did this. On September 2nd, 1988, a 19-year-old woman whose name was not released was raped and robbed on the West 1700 block of Riverside Avenue in Spokane, Washington. The attacker broke into her home while she was sleeping on a couch after finishing a shift at work. The attacker took a knife from her kitchen, then woke her up, and she, according to her, she made the, the assailant made her go into the bedroom where he raped her. Mm. He told her to cooperate with him during the rape. She was cut with a knife, and she said that one of her bracelets that was on her wrist was cut while the assailant cut her and he took it with him when he when he cut it off. The survivor said the attacker was constantly talking and asking questions. And after the rape, he stood in her doorway and laughed at her as she stood as she lay tied to the bed because he tied it to the bed with her like clothes and stuff. Yeah. He wore the survivor's boyfriend's hats and told her that he would wait until her boyfriend came home so he could kill both of them
1: hat so so he, he just put on his shit on put on his, his, his hat on shit?
2: and was threatening. I'm gonna come back I'm gonna kill both of you so. oh I thought he said he's gonna wait no he was saying I like I think he was basically I don't know I don't know if, he's, oh, okay. if he said I'm gonna wait here or if he's saying, like, I'll wait until your boyfriend comes back, and then I'll come back and oh, kill okay. both of you. Yeah. Either one is terrifying, and that's the point of his destruction. But he didn't kill her. her, though. He did not kill her. Okay. He left her tied to the bed and just, like, filled her head with fear. Like, I'm going to come back when your boyfriend's here, or I'm going to stay here until your boyfriend gets back, and I'll be in the closet and pop out. and Whatever. Either way, he was just trying to put fear in her head, mm. you know. Luckily, the woman's landlord knocked on the door, which, which startled the attacker, and he left. Investigators think that the knock on the door saved the woman's life. This apartment was one point six was a one point six mile walk or a two mile drive from, from where Chappelle was staying in, on Spokane Street in Spokane, okay. Washington. Okay. So it was both in proximity of the murder of, of uh of Isabel and also in the sexual assault of this young lady whose name was not released. Okay. So his house is kinda All becoming in the same the, area, yeah. his house is kinda becoming the focal point if you put it on the map. Like mm. everything kinda is around this point. The victim was able to provide a description of her attacker and the things that were stolen. The attacker told her that he had been in prison for 15 years and that he had raped women in the past. He also threatened her with a knife and told her that he had killed before. Mm. She was shown photos of men that matched the description, and she picked Chappelle out of out of a lineup saying that she was 95% sure that he was the attacker.
1: So I'm guessing his plan was to kill her if he was putting out that type of information. Uh, maybe possibly and he
2: got startled by the landlord yeah, yeah so she, she yeah they said the, the detective said that they think that this knock on the door might have saved her so yeah I mean you, you're freely given that kind of information she saw your face yeah. I'm sure the plan was to kill her on September 8th Chappelle was arrested for first degree rape and first degree burglary he was held in jail after failing to post a $20,000 bail and on September 10th it was reported that Chappelle was also suspected in two murders mm. so this guy is, is racking up the charges are racking up for sure It was reported that police were initially searching Chappelle's room for evidence linking him to the rape when some evidence came to light. And they got another search warrant in connection with the murder of Isabel Jones. The warrant was for a specific item. The item in question was Isabel's wedding ring. It was a unique ring that had an inscription on it, so it was easily identifiable by Isabel's husband. Okay. It was found in a uh, like a dish like a jewelry dish on the bedside of of the house that he was uh, the room that he was staying in on yeah. spokane street
1: mm.
2: um Chappelle would steal personal items from his rape victims and gift them to his girlfriend who was living with him at the time I never heard that one before yeah it's crazy and like nobody ever has any questions like yeah, wow, uh, wow uh, are we are you proposing no I just think it's a cute ring for you to have I went this but this is a wedding ring though yeah. no mm. but only if you so you put in you're putting labels on jewelry. It's just a nice jewelry. You yeah. can wear it on your index finger. What was whatever. her name? The victim, uh, Isabel.
1: Isabel. Who's is Isabel, guy? Isabel.
2: So, you no, know, uh, I know it says you, you Isabel. Like you is a bell in my life. Like you know, you, I've, you, <laughs> you know, I find yeah. guidance in you. You guide me the right directions. That's the sound, Isabel. But the letterings cost money per letter, so I just told him to do one L, just because to save some money on there. Yeah, you and believe I'm that? You different. And clearly, this person was different because they were be like, "Oh, thank you, that's so sweet." I Isabel, and they put it on their finger, and they went and got ice cream and shit. Right. So, mm-hmm. it's
1: all loose and yeah, shit. He's like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's so romantic. I love Damon. He's so romantic. Bingling keeps falling off everywhere you go. <laughs> wow, man, he is. we've come across some real interesting people that are falling for some some tales and 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 of the of of a killer, man. Mm. Reports say that he was apartment hunting less than a block from Alexandria Apartments, which was where Isabel worked at. And that's where she was working at the day she was killed. During an interview, Chappelle said he didn't know if he went to Alexandria Apartments while apartment hunting that day. Then he said he looked at an apartment that day and Isabel was the person that showed him around. Before saying he couldn't be sure because he had went to so many different apartments to while he was doing his hunt. So Chappelle talking in third person during another interview said that he was innocent and that the police were trying to frame him and put him away. He said that they had been after him since 1984 when they couldn't pin Kenny's murder on him. He denied being in a relationship with the woman who said she was his girlfriend and that had been living with him and said that she was lying about him as well. So it's all the world's out to get him. Everybody's just going against Damon, Damon against the world. Now, as far as the Kenny case is concerned, Chappelle said that he was at Kenny's house with his brother. Kenny and his girlfriend were there and Chappelle said that they were smoking weed and then they left. And uh, other than that, he doesn't know how Kenny ended up dead. Mm-hmm. So police, police believe that he went back afterwards and killed Kenny. They said that his prints were found in a, in a part of the house that they were not there smoking weed in. Okay. Chappelle said that he had been to this house several times in the past and his fingerprints must have been left there at a previous time. However, Chappelle's brother, who ended up cooperating with them, and I'll get into that in a bit, Mm -hmm. Chappelle's brother said that this was the first time that Chappelle had been to Kenny's home.
1: So he already lied. Yeah.
2: The trial lasted a week. The defense argued that this was a case of a mistaken identity and that there was no forensic evidence linking Chappelle to the survivor, uh, you know, the woman who who he tied to the Mm bed. The defense also said that the photo lineup was unfair and that the police suggested that Chappelle was the attacker, And that the victim went along with it after in a haste to have someone arrested for the crime. So he basically almost just like, this is him, right? This guy right here. And that's what that's what their defense was, that she was kind of led. They brought up that the survivor didn't confirm if penetrative rape had occurred. And then they also said that her story was inconsistent. She said that she had fallen asleep in her nursing uniform in one statement, but in another statement, she, she said that she had showered and was wearing only a towel on the couch. Now, I found this to be really disgusting because there's so many disassociative things that happen when people are assaulted that to expect them to rem- remember every like all the minutia and every small detail of this traumatic event is really offensive, and then to, to use that to say this is why you're lying is really offensive. So the, um, the prosecutors uh, came back against that assertion from the defense and said that um, small inconsistencies are often the result of feelings of guilt or shame after an attack. And I don't really even know if that's a really good defense of this woman. I don't really agree with that per se either, but at least they pushed back on it. Mm -hmm. You know, they tried to say like, no, 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 there are reasons why somebody's story could be inconsistent after they're raped. Yeah. You know, but I don't really like their pushback, you know, but they, they pushed back. The defense alleged that Chappelle acquired the survivor's items from a homeless drug addict. Who used them to pay Chappelle for some cocaine. So that's why he has the rings and the clothes and all this stuff. He got them from some, you know, some neighborhood dude who steals. Sure. Um, The homeless man was only known by the nickname Slick, and this could not be corroborated. Like they could not find this slick person. Of course. So, Your Honor, Slick. like Your Honor, uh, there's a street guy named Slick, and we have we have it on good authority that he steals televisions and things and sells yeah. them. to People in the neighborhood like, "What's his government name? What does he, he look like? Away, Can yes. you find him?" Well, you know, he's a street individual. And he's really, you know, he doesn't have a home, so we couldn't track him down. But that's that's where he got the stuff from. He bought it from Slick. So Chappelle, uh, shockingly, was found guilty of the rape and burglary on December 1st, 1988. The jury found him guilty of first degree rape and first degree robbery and first degree burglary. Uh, because he was armed with a knife, that would factor into the sentencing. The sentencing hearing was set for January 19th, 1989, and Chappelle was facing a 9 to 12 year sentence. That's it? That's it, but check this out. At the hearing, Chappelle refused to stand for the judge, accused the judge and the prosecutor of racism, swore, <laughs> swore, and refused to sign documents, and acted as if he couldn't hear what the judge was saying. So the judge ended up, sent-
1: ended up sentencing. Wait, well, he was representing himself. No, he wasn't representing uh,
2: himself, but he, you know, you still have responsibilities when yeah, you're there, yeah. and he just was not following with any of the rules that were his responsibility. The judge ended up sentencing him to 25 years, which was more than double the expected sentence. But yeah. you know, you act like that; it's the judge's discretion to add some stuff, or just mm-hmm. like you, 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 don't have any contrition. You're not showing that you're sorry. Like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this into my own hands. Yeah. So he got 25. He got a 25 year sentence. The judge that said that Chappelle was very likely to reoffend and be violent. He also referred to the deliberate cruelty shown to the rape survivor. On March 27, 1989, Chappelle was charged with Kenny and Isabel's murder and was served the arrest warrants in the Spokane County Jail, where he was still being held after his conviction. The prosecutors said that they had found semen on Isabella's nightgown that matched to Chappelle. On May 15, 1989, Chappelle entered a not guilty pleas for both the murder charges. The trial was set for September 11th and the cases were were to be tried together. The defense would seek two separate trials for the two separate cases, and that request was granted. So they were like, "What can we separate these and break them down into one, two two individual murder cases? Mm -hmm. And the the court uh, obliged them on that. So Darrell Chappelle agreed to testify for the prosecution, saying he was there when Kenny was murdered. Keep in mind, this is is Damon Chappelle's brother. His own brother testified against him. But wrong is wrong. Until the last minute confession and agreement to cooperate with the prosecution, it was assumed that Chappelle was alone with Kenny when he was stomped to death. Mm-hmm. So up until like his brother came in like the final hour and was like, I'll 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 um I'll testify against my brother. Yeah. So that means that tells me that's possible he might have got brought up on some charges of his own and mm-hmm. uses an opportunity to get those charges dropped. So the defense came back with Darrell was addicted to cocaine and kept changing his story. And so therefore was not a reliable witness. Okay. According to the prosecutor though, Kenny was Darrell's drug dealer and Darrell took Chappelle to Kenny's place on July 6th to buy and consume cocaine. Darrell used $600 of his girlfriend's money to buy cocaine or buy, you know, drugs, but cocaine to buy drugs from the men who cooked and then smoked it at Kenny's house. Darrell said that once they left, he felt guilty. This is where he gets interesting. I'm going to have some speculative things to say, and we'll have a discussion about it. But Darrell says that once they smoked up the, his girlfriend's money and cocaine at Kenny's house, uh, when they left, he said he said to Damon that he felt guilty about spending his girlfriend's money and shared his feelings with Damon Chappelle, who said that they would figure something out.
1: He didn't care that much.
2: Oh, no. Check this out. This is not. I think he cared a lot. I think he out. did. Well, check this out. They both went back to Kenny's house a few hours later so Darrell could buy some more drugs. Apparently, while there, Chappelle grabbed Kenny from behind and squeezed him so, tight, so tightly that he could not breathe before slashing his throat and stomping on him until he was dead. damn! In the process, he left his handprint on the wall above where Kenny's body was found. So that's how the handprint got there. Darrell said that he, he fled during this attack and waited in the car. Chappelle trashed the house and stole money and goods, including a TV on his way out back to the car. Now, interestingly enough, you do this thing with your brother. Your brothers provide you with drugs. You tell them how bad you feel. Oh, my God, Cheryl's going to kick me out of the house. I spent the rent money. I spent the $600. He goes, we'll figure something out. He goes back to the drug dealer's house, kills the drug dealer, and steals money. Probably your $600 was among that money, too, mm-hmm. back for you. This is all speculative. I'm just, I'm just coming up with a scenario. But you come to your brother. You tell him, oh, man, that money I just used to smoke all that crack, that was Cheryl's money, man. Like, And Cheryl's a made-up person. But that was Cheryl's money. She's going to be so mad at me, man. She's going to kick me out. And he goes, okay, cool. I'll take care of it. And maybe that was his way of taking care of it hmm. was to kill this drug dealer, rob
1: him, and maybe hit him back off with the $600. That makes sense. But he went a little excessive. He had, he had to steal the man's TV.
2: Yeah, sure. Excessive. <laughs> this guy's a fucking brutal murderer, man. You can't his, tell this guy what excessive is. He think take, take his TV. He didn't have to do a lot of
1: things. He could have took back what he... Well, his brother, his brother, right? huh. Fucked up on. Uh huh. Okay. That well, makes yeah. Sense. Well,
2: he's got to get something out of it too. If I'm going to go through the trouble of killing TV? this guy, it takes it's tiring. What TV. year was this? 1989, man. A TVs to TV. back on it and shit. Yeah, but they don't know that that's not cool. <laughs> Every TV has backs on it. TV is a, a commodity at this point. You can get a TV for a good
1: price. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> for him to do that, like, right, I got the money, but I'm going to grab one more thing and then grab a Maybe TV. He didn't
2: have a TV. Wanted to go take his TV back to his girlfriend at their apartment. She'd be, I'd be like, oh, "Where'd you get this TV from? Man, fell off a truck." Nah, see. Ain't right, man. Take that man's team. It's, like it's so crazy. Everything that you bring never comes in a box. Like the microwave didn't come in a box. The TV, the TV, never nothing comes in a new box. You know, I got all kind of friends, baby. You know.
1: And his brother testified against him.
2: Brother testified. Dirty against him. man. <laughs> That's dirty. Wrong is wrong, bro. That's dirty. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he thought. and and again. Whoever comes for the deal first is who gets the deal. So for all we know, he could have been like, come on, bro. Can you get my money back? And he just didn't know he was going to go that far. Maybe he thought he was going to just beat him up and steal his money back. And then he starts going this far. And he goes, no, fuck that. Because I thought the, interest, the most interesting part of all this stuff that I read was uh, his brother, Darrell, flees the the murder or whatever, but goes and sits in the car. He didn't leave and go and leave. Yeah, He left and waited for his brother. Him. Yeah. Well, no, he sat. In, I think. Well, maybe he might have been. He might have been the getaway driver. Yeah, but he also might have just sat in the passenger seat, waiting for his brother to come out. Either way, he waited for him because the six hundred dollars possible.
1: That ain't right, man. He broke the brother cold, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, because it sounds like he's an accessory. He still murdered somebody. And
1: yeah. At the end of the day, he still murdered
2: somebody. He definitely murdered somebody. This guy's a piece of shit. He should be in behind bars. and, yes, and you absolutely. should testify with, against people if you have information that's going to put somebody away. All that snitching shit is bullshit. If you are not involved in the life, you are not a snitch. If you're trying to get drug dealers and killers out of your neighborhood and you need to go testify. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not a snitch. But if you contribute to the activity, like you're smoking crack with all these people in a room yeah. and then you turn around and, and you fucking, fuck up, you fuck up yeah, and then him, you kind of ask is, your brother yeah. to help you or whatever. And maybe that did, or maybe that didn't influence him killing this guy, Kenny, but the guy Kenny's dead. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got a $600 back and now you're testifying against your brother. Yeah. That's a little dirty now. Cause you can go, I mean, it goes to you. Yeah. Well, he had killed other people. That's the thing. He's a piece of shit. So yeah, but he,
1: but that uh, that could, they but, might not have known about this exactly.
2: Yeah, this might have happened. This could have led to him being this arrested. Less, this is one less murder case I have to try to beat.
1: And he wouldn't be he wouldn't be able to you know uh, go against him in court if this wouldn't happen.
2: Yeah, for sure, if it wouldn't happen. So I think that that's dirty. I agree, but at the same time, who gives a shit if it's dirty? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I, that's between them. That's between them. That's that's brotherly. That's Cain That's, I mean. that's Cain. That's between them. If he can live with himself from doing that to his brother then that's his business. But his brother deserves somebody to come forward and testify against him because he's a horrible murderer and a piece of shit. But it is a little heartbreaking that it's your brother, for sure. I get that. But I don't care if this guy's heart's broken.
1: Still fucked up. Yeah, for sure.
2: So uh, Chappelle denied the killing of Kenny in court when he took the stand. And he said that he left Kenny's house around 11 p.m. and he was home when Kenny was killed. However, he was alone so no one could corroborate this story. On the stand, Chappelle said that he was not a habitual drug user, only experimenting occasionally with drugs, and he was very insistent on um, letting, making sure that the record showed how good of a health that he was in, including his routine that included 500 push-ups a day. Damn. Yeah, so he was like, "I listen, I might do a little coke from time to time, but I'm a health nut. You know, I, I eat tuna fish and I do 500 push-ups a day. I want to make sure the record reflects that. So on October 4th, 1989, Chappelle was found guilty of the murder of Kenny. The jury only took an afternoon to deliberate, and the prosecution said that the brother's testimony was key to getting the conviction. Next, he would face sentencing plus the trial for Isabel Jones. The defense tried to get the DNA evidence found on Isabel's nightgown excluded from the trial, saying this evidence was unreliable because of the fact that this was only the second trial using DNA evidence in Spokane. Mm. It, was still new, it was still a new science. So they were like, get this hoobie Jewy out of here. Yeah. We don't know what this is, this flippity-floop. D-X-A or W-X-Y, whatever this stuff is, witchcraft. And then, but the judge allowed it. It was allowed to stay in uh, the trial. So the jury deliberated for four hours before returning a, gr- a guilty verdict. Marcia Chappelle sobbed and said her husband was had been unfairly convicted. This is the woman who he gave the rings to. Mm. Uh, Marcia Chappelle sobbed and said that her husband was being unfairly convicted and that he wasn't given enough time to prepare and that his lawyer didn't have enough time to mount a good defense. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time in the world wouldn't have done anything for this. So Chappelle was the first person to be convicted of two separate first-degree murders in Spokane. Chappelle was sentenced to 50 years for Isabel's murder, and this brought his total sentence up to 125 years. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, because th- it was like one after another. First, the rape. Then the, the first murder trial. Now, the first the murder of Kenny, he only got 50 years. So now he's at, it brought up to 125. So it's twenty-five fifty, now another 50. Shit. So 125 years, yes. So in February of 1992, it was reported that another inmate snuck up on Chappelle while he was working out with him, or while he was working out, and hit him over the head with a barbell. Damn. A fear that I've had, like sometimes I'm doing chest flies, and I got the bars over my head, I'm like, man, let me make sure I grip these motherfuckers hard, because yeah. like my arm length is probably like two feet, yeah. and if this motherfucker slips out of my head and falls on my forehead... It's a done deal Yeah, And I work out in like the gym Of, of my complex yeah. So I would just be dead in there For yeah. like a day With my brain splashed It'd be It would be the most People be would be, be like It would be a gruesome crime scene yeah. for some kid going to the pool To come in and see that Some twitching body With a, a barbell In between mm. his forehead So I think about that constantly I shouldn't be thinking about That kind of stuff When I'm working out yeah. But I do It, it makes me grip them harder If anything It makes me grip them a lot harder But um, yeah So he got hit over the head with, He got hit over the head With a barbell man But this is a guy Damn. That's in prison doing He's a savage in prison So it's almost like I'm sure he liked being free, but behind bars is almost no different than him because he's going to sexually assault people and he's going to, you know, not consensual, but he's going to still have sex. He's going to get snacks or whatever the fuck. He's going to work out like he just switches back into prison mode, which he might always be in prison mode even when he's free on the streets because this guy's clearly, clearly super institutionalized. I mean, he's been in and out of prison since he was 18. So this guy probably only knows being institutionalized. So going back into prison is probably like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to figure out how to become the boss of the yard, get my cigarettes, whatever. Boom. Make sure I get my commissary right. Take care of that. So you know, I find those people the most interesting. That's why I used to watch Lock Up Abroad and stuff. Those people, the way that they're able to like to not lose your mind or I guess you have lost your mind, but you make it look normal, like to function in prison normally and just be like, yeah, yeah, we got to. Sometimes you see videos on TikTok and stuff like like, they're burning the bed. Yeah. And they're like Hibachi grill. You know, like people just doing shit like that. Oh, yeah. We're having a steak night and they're like burnt They or they people make pots of oil. Like, oh, we're frying fish tonight. We're having a fish fry. Yeah, man. I mean, this is insane. Like, this is this is crazy.
1: It's the environment.
2: You but I'm environment saying, and- like, me internally, if I ever was convicted of a crime and had to do more than any, I don't even want to say a time, three months, whatever. I would be in a fetal position every night. Like, I just want to go home. Yeah. I'm not, it's, There's, I couldn't see myself being, like, switch a switch and be like, man, what's tonight? It's a hibachi night? Well, you ain't, you're ain't. you not in and out of prison. Yeah, true. I'm not, I wouldn't be and institutional. If in and it would be, like, one mistake. Like, like, yeah, it
1: would be, yeah. Well, this is where I, this is this is my jungle. This is where I vibe yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go do my bid. Let me go do my bid, my bid, and fucking I don't know what the fuck they do in there. You, you gotta own the shit in there. Yeah, right now, but you know.
2: making fucking those snacks would take take a little Debbie, some yeah. ramen noodles, uh, you know, five Twix, roll it up, and put it in a bag of Doritos and smash yeah. it up. I'm like, man, come on, bro. I saw somebody make one of those outside of prison one time. Like, like it was a it was for content, but he mm-hmm. made one to be like he showed his girlfriend because I guess he was like a career or been out of been out of prison. Yeah. And he was like, so he made a TikTok where he showed her. And he made one. I was like, man, don't make that anymore. Dorito style, was noodles. Something yeah, like that. just some crazy shit. I was like, man, don't you? He like, well, you got, you got to crush the noodles into a dust. Then you take the uh, packet of the ramen flavoring. Then you got to caramelize the ramen packet. And I'm yeah. like, Come on, bro. This is just leave this in there. You should want to forget that this even. I would trigger me. I'd be like PTSD if I started eating. If I ate some prison food free. Yeah. Come on, bro. I, no, I'm not contributing to that. I'm not. That's
1: fine dining free. though, in in prison.
2: Oh, for sure. <laughs> Make you a birthday right, man, cake out of seventeen that. little Debbie cakes and a and a uh, you know a Snickers bar. You burn it, melt yeah. it. Come on. All right. Sixteen graham crackers. There's always weird shit. Like stuff you didn't even know was still made anymore. Right. All the little Debbie products. That's like the base.
1: <laughs> all the Debbie that, snacks. All the jail snacks, the base of us
2: look. come on. They're delicious. Zebra cake, yeah, man. those little snappy um, wafer, chocolate covered wafer bar things. But but the little Debbie versions. Is the that what they call? Nutty, nutty yeah. butters? Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot that's the nice, name. Of them. Yeah, Swiss just, rolls? Yeah, Swiss rolls. Come on now, fire. They didn't have those in Switzerland, by the way. So that's fraud. They didn't have Swiss rolls? No, nah, I didn't see those. I didn't come across the Swiss rolls in Switzerland. You <laughs> looking for or just no? But just, just in my just in my comings and goings, I didn't come across the Swiss rolls. They weren't big. they oh, mean like? Huh? That's
3: it's yeah, funny. It's it's Swiss right?
2: call it Swiss rolls. I don't see. It. Do like, yeah, Swiss. What is these? The Swiss rolls? We don't. know Swiss Rolls. What is these? I didn't come across the Swiss rolls in Switzerland. So, uh, the barbell incident. So, he he was hit over the head with a barbell. He was checked out at the ho- prison hospital, but was discharged. Mm. This dude's a different animal. So, he survived being hit over the head with a barbell. Damn. While in prison at Callum Bay Correction Center, Chappelle was accused of raping a fellow prisoner named Brian Moore, who was 19 years old, 5'9 and about 125 pounds. So, he was close to him in height, Shit. but he was, a, he was a frail. He was a, he was a kid. Yeah. He was a kid. This was a kid. But that's, what, that's prison. It's, it's the survival of the biggest, the biggest run of the show, whatever, man. Like... I, I, I watched Scared Straight. And I don't mean that show on, on A&E. I mean the documentaries from the 90s and the 70s. I, that's all I needed to see, man. I don't know what to tell people, bro. I saw stuff. I, first of all, I have cousins that have been in and out of the career. criminals, been in and out of jail their whole life. Told me all the stories about, you know, and they made it more sound more fun. Like, they were going to, like, use the centers and all that type of stuff. Oh, my friends are in there. It was crazy. I wouldn't want to. They're not saying they want to go back. But it didn't. It, they didn't tell me stuff that was like, don't ever go back here. But I just saw, like... I'm free, so I see what it does to your mom. They people miss you, all that type of stuff. And then, then you get the real raw prison stories of like rape and all that stuff. I go, you could never catch me. You could never catch me committing a crime. It would be a cold day in hell. My my cousins would be like, "Yo, you want to go steal some bikes?" (laughs) not I said the cat. I'm like seven though. Like they're like, "What did he say?" (laughs) Like I (laughs) I fix a jacket I don't have on. Like you guys go out and commit your crimes all you want, but your guys are crazy. Like this dude's a square. I said, "All right, cool." Look at me now. I was on a mountain. Shit. <laughs> <was looking> at- <laughs> <laughs> Who's the square now? I'm still the square, but, you know, I, I, I'm free. You know, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Just, uh, just say no. Uh, but, no, he uh, assaulted this young man named Brian Moore, whose cell was adjacent to his. On May 13th, 1997, Chappelle and Moore were found together in in Chappelle's cell. Moore was- now that I got to fuck
1: you up, though. What? You get
2: raped in jail, and then, like, you come out. And it's like... Oh, yeah. That's fuck you up. Just being raped in general, but yeah, for sure. I mean... I'm talking about
1: like men. Yes,
2: yes, yes. That is a... Yes. Because then you it probably becomes uh, a consistent thing. Yeah. Like, you're his bitch, quote unquote. That's what they make it. So you're now being, like, consistently raped by the same person. You're assailant. You're seeing them all the time. That fear is being struck into you until you're broken. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I don't know how you're supposed that to function you, after man. that kind of trauma, man. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking terrible cycle. And that's why a couple of weeks ago, when I mentioned the thing about, oh, well, yeah, well, fucking good. I hope he has a terrible time in prison. I think it was a story I did about a, a guy that killed kids or something like that. And it was like, I had to fix myself because I go, nah man like that's still fucked up like i whatever happens to this person i don't care but like i shouldn't be like yeah cool get raped in prison all the shit get oil thrown on your face and all this
1: don't drop the soap yeah all
2: that that. type of stuff it's like no this is awful shit that shouldn't be happening to anybody i understand we're more lenient or we're more like yeah cool let it happen to this person if they did something terrible but like yeah i shouldn't be rooting for this this is these are terrible things i will
1: Somebody that deserve it? I
2: will. Okay. I respect it. I, I respect it. I respect yeah. it. I, I, respect it I don't think
1: it's anything you should just be like thrown out there just freely just joking around. But I Yes. Like, if it's somebody that deserves it. Sure. Killing kids. Nah, man. Fuck that.
2: You deserve all the worst things Absolutely. in life. I got you. 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 I get you. So like I said, Chappelle and Moore were found in the same cell together, which is a major infraction. Um, Is very much against the rules So they were both taken And um, charges were put against them And they asked more If he was a he was just hanging out Yeah but you're not allowed To do that oh. It was after hours Like they had to pop the cell Like they had to open the cells Oh shit Like you're not supposed To be in there Once they, they close caught. the cells So they were in there When the cells are closed I mean I guess If the doors are open You can hang out But now it's like Bedtime or whatever Yeah So he was found in there He was like on his knees In a corner and they took them and they separated them and they asked more if he was assaulted. And he said, no, but here's the thing that happened after a couple of hours, he changed his mind. And I think what happened was once they got him by himself and then he he went along with the script, but he mm-hmm. was separate from Damon long enough that he was he had to think like, well, if I keep saying no, they're going to put me back in the same cell. Like, yeah. This is the only shot I have. Yeah. So after a couple of hours of being alone and being in the infirmary or whatever, he, he ended up saying I was he, he raped me. Yeah. And then uh, Damon denied it and said that you, he, he only said that because he got caught in my room and he's not allowed to be in there. And he doesn't mm-hmm. want to get in trouble, which is not a very strong. That's a big leap. Yeah. So, yeah, I, like, what are you going to get, an extra 10 days or something like that? You go, oh, no, he raped me. That's a big leap, like, to just save your ass from getting in trouble. Right. You know, like, I don't know. Like, But this is a guy that thinks he's smart and thinks he doesn't get caught, even though he's now in prison for 125 years. He shouldn't feel this way anymore. But he thinks he can lie his way out of this mm-hmm. one. And he says, no, he just doesn't want to get in trouble because he was in my cell past hours. That's why he's saying I raped him. I didn't rape him. And then he ended up saying the sex was consensual. Because at first he said I didn't have sex with him at all. Then he ended up saying, okay, well, I did have sex with him, but it was consensual sex. And he's just saying that it wasn't because he was in my room. It just, the guys he's an idiot. He ends up being transported to the hospital for evidence collection, Damon, for evidence collection. And he was asked, he asked to speak with his lawyer. The doctor began to collect evidence from Chappelle, but he would not consent to a rectal exam. He threatened to bite off the doctor's nose. (laughs) What? Who is this? Damon uh, Chappelle, the guy, the killer. He didn't want to They a... took both of them to get DNA right. swabs. Yeah. So I guess the guy more consented, but Damon was like, I'm I'm not I'm not letting you swab my butt. Yeah. I I that was the He's line like, I'm gonna bite it off your nose. That was the line frame. was like if you come near my butt with a swab, I'm gonna bite your nose off. And I'm sure he said it a lot more aggressively and tough than I just said it. I said it <laughs> kinda of sassy. Like, I'll bite I'll bite your fucking nose off if you come near. He's like, man, I'll bite you. I don't know how you say it tough, but you know what I'm saying? I'll bite you. You won't ever smell again. You wish you You like how this room smells. What if you didn't have a nose? Come near my ass with that swab and you'll find out. He might have said it like that way with more bass or something. That's crazy. It's a crazy thing That's to say to somebody. That's wild shit to say. I'll bite your nose off. And now he means it. Bro, if it I'll was, break
1: your finger, it could have been like. Nah. <laughs> I'm i
2: bite, I'll bite your, nose. your nose off. That's how I know he means it because it's that kind of random and crazy. Like what? You'll do what? You know, I will bite your fucking nose off your face.
1: So anyway, uh,
2: so after he threatened to uh, bite off the doctor's nose, Chappelle was informed of the legal implications of the of the search warrant that they had. They had a, they had a search warrant to search his body. Yeah. So if he did not agree to this, so then after they explained that to him, he then said that he. That's when he said the sexual encounter was consensual, mm. um, and the case went to trial and Chappelle was, Chappelle was being charged with second degree rape, um, and he ended up being found guilty of that. So. Okay. Yeah, he but he's 125 years. Yeah. So he got another. You don't give a shit. 20 whatever things on it, and so, uh, Damon Chappelle is currently serving his sentence at Washington State Penitentiary. He is 62 years old, and his prison number is six nine one six five nine. Here you go. Yeah, there, there you I, I go. Yeah, yeah, I'll get right on that. Letter. So make sure I write him a letter. Yeah, this absolutely. guy, so he can bite, so he can send me a nose back in the mail. Yeah, no thanks. So y'all, I did this for you. you. Should come visit me. Yeah. <laughs> blood <laughs> nose, bloody nose, and a napkin. God, uh, yeah, but that was the story of, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> that was the story of Damon Chappelle, um, absolute psychopath, horrible yeah. person, um, a trail of victims, and just a piece of shit, piece of garbage. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to take. Wait, so he still, is he still alive? Hey, he's still alive, he's 62. 62. 62. So he's 62 years old, and he's serving out the rest of his life in Washington State Prison.
1: So he never, made it to New York. <laughs> no to follow his dreams No you think
2: this guy Follows his dreams
1: No <laughs> No God
2: no. This, guy, no this guy, was a failure And a horrible person No he didn't He didn't make it out To New York To become a boxer He, he didn't become Part of the money team no. Damn Yeah yeah uh, So yeah he's He's a piece of garbage uh, God no. Uh What we're gonna do Is we're gonna take A quick break And when we come back We're gonna get into Some fucked up shit With Fran So stick around
1: Welcome back It's my turn to go um, My affirmative murder This week is about the story of Homer Lee Jackson, the third, strong name. Homer. Homer Lee Jackson. Yeah, yeah. The third. So Homer Lee Jackson was born December eighteenth, nineteen fifty nine, in Berkeley, California. So Little is known about his early life, but in the early nineteen seventies, his family moved from moved to Portland, Oregon, mm. where Jackson would remain for the rest of his life. Early on in childhood. He suffered from a variety of health issues, including congestive heart failure, oh. as well as um, anterograde amnesia. Oh, what is which that? is unable to uh, remember any new information. So this is at a this is oh, a yeah, young at yeah what point? This is at a young age.
2: Wow. Yep. So like fifty first dates. That's what Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like that's it, right? Like she would meet you and have a whole day, whatever, and, just, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. the next forget. day forget. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yep. Wow him having that that type of amnesia where he can't remember any new information mm. was the you know the was the main part of which affected his ability to learn sure so leading to Jackson dropping out of school after the tenth grade during his time he began to spend his free time in the the company of drifters so he just you know just it, fuck fuck it. by him dropping out of school he's on the streets and just found a group left home and tagged along with the group and kind of got into that lifestyle and criminal lifestyle, really. Yeah. After which he himself began to commit petty theft. Mm -hmm. So from 1978 to 1983, Jackson was reportedly, I'm sorry, repeatedly arrested for burglary, but each time got off uh, with minor prison sentences. By the early 1980s, he began to spend a lot of time in the company of pimps and prostitutes. Oh, wow. Just that
2: that underworld. (coughs) That underworld type of lifestyle. Yep.
1: By his own admission he developed an addiction to alcohol and crack cocaine. Ooh. So in the mid 1980s, he suffered a gunshot, a gunshot wound during a fight for which he had to undergo surgery that removed one of his lungs. Ooh. After this incident, Jackson waned off his addiction, which was, you know, which is good. It's commendable. That's right. commendable, yeah. Stopped his criminal activities and got married, I'm sorry, and married twice. Okay. For the next few years, he worked in low-skilled labor and did odd jobs. I don't like that term, but... What? Low-skilled labor? Yeah, I don't like that.
2: I get it. I get what... It's just a quick way to describe it, but, like, it's not easy work to do those jobs. I don't like... I don't like that term. But go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I get it. So, after which, he worked for Life Center, which is a charity that provided food and clothing to the homeless and needy. That's great. Give it back. Yeah, which had been organized by his grandmother. This guy sounds like a great guy. Yeah. Mm, Sure. Um... (laughs) I mean, he's, he's definitely guessing, turned his I'm life around. Sure, yeah.
2: At some point. I'm guessing, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. Right. yeah, I'm sure. I I'm, wouldn't I'm, be doing a story. Yeah, 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 I, got you, yeah I, got, I got
3: you. This
2: <laughs> guy's awesome, so He opened <laughs> up a foundation where homeless people can uh, you know, all find new jobs. Like, <laughs> Man, <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> thanks for that story, man. That's a great story. <laughs> it's over and shit. <laughs> the over. end.
1: Uh, in the early 2000s, Jackson divorced his second wife and moved into an apartment in North Portland, where he gradually became very secluded, but was still regarded by friends and neighbors. A few years later, however his mental condition began to quickly deteriorate and by 2006 he was arrested twice on DUI and reckless driving charges. Later that year he fired a rifle into the street through his apartment balcony um, through the apartment balcony door and then and then he called the police oh, wow. claiming to claiming to the officers that an intruder had attempted to burglarize his apartment via climbing up the balcony. An inspection of the premises revealed nothing that could substantiate his claims. By the following year, Jason had made s- several dozen calls to local police department. Claiming that burglars had attempted to enter his apartment again and forced him to fire upon them. So this was, you know, a repeated incident that was yeah. going on, right? Mm-hmm. Burglars, quote unquote, quote unquote, quote yeah. unquote. Yep. So after police arrived, he refused to let them inside and threatened to beat them with a stick. The police? The police. This prompt this prompted the officers to enter the apartment and subdue him by force. All the while Jackson threatened to shoot them due to his erratic behavior, he was ordered to undergo a psychiatric evaluation. So they're like, man, this fucking something something mentally wrong with this guy. Yeah. He's calling us and shooting guns out the fucking thing people's breaking his apartment. What does that sound like? Schizophrenia. Yep. Which concluded that he was unfit to stand trial and instead should be treated at a mental health facility. Sure. After a four-year treatment, Jackson was released. But with another evaluation diagnosing him with paranoid schizophrenia, from 2011 to 2015, Jackson did not work. He lived with relatives and lived on a monthly SSI disability check, allowance of $759, $759 a month. During this period, he experienced problems with um, insomnia, took medication for depression, mm. suffered from um, bouts of hypertension, and had difficulty walking. So, rough. not, you know, rough. Rough go of it. Not just his mind is deteriorating. Yeah. Body is fucking falling apart. On October 15th of 2015, thanks to forensic evidence collected over the years, Jackson was arrested and charged with the four murders committed in Portland, in the Portland area, from eighty, from nineteen eighty three to nineteen eighty seven, again, you know, he did these crimes years ago, twenty odd, you know, twenty plus years ago, yeah, and he's in prison in jail because he was fucking losing his mind and shooting yeah. and shooting a gun out of his apartment building. As, as, as I like the Hito stories where it's like just randomly got because he stole, you know, some, some McDonald's or something, and then it's like, <clears throat> hey, but he's the, his evidence, the DNA test. <laughs>
2: killed 15 people 15 yeah. 20 years ago for sure is Crazy, definitely
1: so jackson was arrested and charged with the four murders committed in um, in the portland earlier from 1983 to 1987 uh these were the 23 year old of ec carrie jackson no relation found in west edge of overlook of overlook park in north portland on march 23rd 1983 19 year old tondra nanette harry found on july 9th 1983 in west delta park 14-year-old Angela Dina Anderson, whose body was found in the room of a vacant house on September 22nd of 1983, and 29-year-old um, Lee Watts, whose body was found in, in some grass near a pedestrian bridge on March 18th, 1987. Wow. All those killed were sex trafficking victims forced into prostitution. Wow. And each was sexually assaulted and strangled. When these women were found... They were, they had some similarities mm-hmm. that they, um, all their breasts, when they found their breasts were out, exposed, their breasts was exposed and their mm-hmm. pants were either unzipped or unbuttoned or pulled down. All of them, all of them were found the same way. Yeah. So shortly after his arrest, his lawyer entered a not guilty plea on his behalf. Immediately after his arrest, Jackson was taken, taken in for questioning, lasting from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And, appro- and from approximately... 8 30 a.m. to 10 30 a.m. the next day during the first interrogation you know remember he was like his brain is deteriorating yeah right? mm-hmm. um so during his first interrogation he gave a contradictory statement which was recorded both on tape and video in it he claimed that he was not guilty but suggested that he was i'm sorry suggested that it was possible he could have murdered someone um at that time yeah yeah just because he, he was
2: just so, you know, he was probably still on drugs. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. He had a
1: severe drug addiction. Yeah. Coupled with him having amnesia.
2: Yeah. And his and his mental disorder was probably still prevalent even if he if it wasn't as severe. He probably still had- It started know, early. Yeah, absolutely. Schizophrenia so, was definitely prevalent still at this right, point too. Right, exactly. Yeah, was, yeah, this guy um, was dangerous. He's, he has a lot of things.
1: Yeah, right. So with his se- severe drug addiction and him having amnesia, let him to blank out on these, you know, stages of rage. Yeah. So later on, however, under pressure from investigators, Jackson changed his testimony, forcibly admitting that he regularly used services from prostitution. I'm sorry, for prostitutes in the early 1980s and describing how the incident had occurred. He continued to deny culpability, claiming that the reason his seminal fluids was discovered on the bodies was due to the fact that he had consensual sex with these women. So I don't remember, I don't remember doing this. Yeah. Now it's like, all
2: right, well. Yeah, I like uh, you know I, I like to use the services of sex workers from time to time. Yeah,
1: but I mean at first it was just like him saying, "No, no, I don't, I don't know remember. anything." Or yeah, it was yeah. like, "All right, well, I did it, but it was it was all consensual." Yeah, and that's why you found my DNA right
2: at the scene. Well, you got to be able to explain the. D- I mean, you—that's the thing—is like you can you can try to. That's the that's why it's interesting. Like from my story, where you say this is the second story, the second use of DNA in Spokane. Yeah, there was a point where you had a shot of like, if I lie good enough. I might be able to get out of this. There was you had a chance, but then DNA comes along and he goes, "No, I didn't. I don't. I don't mess with sex workers." And they go, "Well, your DNA is on all the scenes." You go, "So now you now that lie you got to adjust it, you know where?" Yeah, you,
1: well I was on drugs and you yeah, you know, got
2: to because had- now you have to explain why your DNA is on the at the exactly. scene. Your yeah, your yeah. lie doesn't work, you know. So yep. that's 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 always that's I always find it interesting when people try to lie and then they go. Well, your spit was here. This was here. We found your right. fingerprints. Like, okay. Well, maybe one time I went there a few weeks ago. Now you've already switched it, and you're a liar. You've yep. lied. Yep. You know. Now they caught you.
1: So, the, well, also they can. Well, I'll wait to do that. Okay. So during the interrogation, the police went beyond standard procedures and begin to be subject, begin to subject him to more oppression. Now, yeah, this is when, which I was about to get into, but this is when it's like, okay, well, he kind of doesn't remember, mm-hmm. remember what's going on, but they can like. They can throw it to him and go like, well, so you you did this, right? Yeah. Were, it was under, right a, yeah. It sure. was under a bridge, yeah. right? Yep. That's so what they did to the Brendan Dassey in the I'm Making a Murderer thing. Right. Yep. So without obtaining confessions from him, the way they did this was to have two detectives convince him that if he admitted to the killings, his mental condition would stabilize.
2: <sighs> right. <sighs> that's really unethical. That's, that's really, dirty. Yeah, that's that's really dirty. Unethical. But like, hey,
1: man, yeah. if you confess, you know, every, you know It'll your condition- you. We just it not even fix it but it, it won't get any worse.
2: Yeah. Right? That's not cool.
1: So you use utilizing his deep religious beliefs to make him um apologize for his sins. Yeah. So during the first 3 hours of questioning, Jackson denied any involvement. But after but after he was promised a number of privileges and legal advice, he finally began to confess. You know, it's fucked up after that amount of time some of those
2: privileges could have been like a soda. The bathroom. You know what I mean, like yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm not
2: this guy. I'm assuming is guilty, but you can't get confessions this way. Like that's wrong. You know what I mean, like making somebody sit in the room for five hours and then they go, "Can I go to the bathroom?" Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you know, and they go, "Well, you get some food if you help us. Help us, we'll help you."
1: So he identified one of the victims, Angela Anderson, and recounted some details regarding her murder, but later gave a a testimony that was considered questionable um to his uh validity. So whatever he gave up uh, something he made it probably made up some scenario and was like that the evidence that didn't ha- that couldn't have happened. Yeah, right. So he claimed that he was still that he still had special feelings for the girl but could not recall the circumstances of her murder and claimed that he had stabbed her in the chest which was untrue.
2: Okay, okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So he, he, have, he confessed to something that was
1: physically not evident on the body.
2: Right. That's okay. So this sounds like a it's coerced.
1: That's it playing in his favor. Yeah, it's like, like a coerced confession. It sounds right. Like. Yeah,
2: okay. Wow, interesting. Yeah, keep going.
1: So when it came to the other murders, Jackson claimed that he could not remember any details. Although he freely admitted to being familiar with the area where the bodies were discovered, detectives described various scenarios of how they thought the crimes might have occurred, but Jackson himself expressed doubt about their conclusions. On the next day, at the follow-up interrogation, he confessed to killing Essie Jackson after he was shown photographs taken at the crime scene, but he could not recall how he had killed her.
3: Mm.
1: After his arrest, Jackson was held at the Matoma County Iverness Jail in April of 2016. The Matoma County District Attorney's Office completed the criminal case and sent it for review, but upon reviewing it, the defense attorney filed a motion to dismiss the case, demanding that their client be tried separately for each murder. As they considered, the evidence presented to be circumstantial and questionable at best. So, for example, the epithelium particles found under S.E. Jackson's fingernails were examined. Now, that's just um, thin tissue found forming in the outer layer of a body. Okay. So, they test that and with the results showing that the DNA found on them did not match Homer Jackson, the blood stain found on her genes also did not match his blood, leaving the confession as the only viable evidence, which was questioned due to Jackson's amnesia.
2: Yes, wow, this is interesting. Yep,
1: the uh, another victim, Chandra Harry, was found partially submerged, face down in a pond, exhibiting several lacerations and fresh IV marks on her arms. Mm bruises on her face and strangulation marks around her neck. The police also found paper towels with traces of semen and hairs on the victim's body that according to the investigators belonged to her killer. The forensic examination determined that the trace the traces of the, bo- the bodily fluids did not belong to Jackson. While an examination of the epithelium particles from a torn trouser trouser belt had inconclusive results, but with a high probability that indeed belonged to Jackson. Also found near the victim's body were several cigarette butts with traces of saliva from which DNA was isolated. Upon testing it, the DNA's um, genotype profile did not match that of Harris, I mean, that of Jackson. So they don't have Anything. anything on this man. Yeah, except the confession. That's it. That they coerced. They coerced, right. So yet another one of the victims, Angela Anderson, had stab wounds on her wrists and the rope with which she had been strangled with was wrapped around her neck. During the investigation, the police found cigarette butts again with saliva and fingerprints on one of the room's doors, which were later examined. The results concluded that while the cigarette butts were indeed left by Jackson, the forensic analysis concluded that the the epithelium particles left by Anderson's killer did not match him. So, there were cigarettes found. Yeah, there's tons of DNA evidence DNA there. with him. But, the, but none of it is his. Except for the, except for the cigarettes. That's it's, all they has.
2: Yeah. Right. And that's, I mean, like, the blood, the semen, all these, the laceration. Like, there's so much evidence there that is not his. Right. That That is, that is about the murder. Like, about yeah. people being killed, blood, and these things. Yeah. And a cigarette is like... That's but that's the only
1: one they can P- pin to him. pin him that he was there. Could have been there. there that, yeah, but it doesn't there matter. doesn't look good, right? But, but it doesn't mean it was that night. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know. As for the final victim, Latandra Watts, blood and ethi- epithelium particles were also found on her body, but a forensic a forensic exam from December first, twenty fourteen, showed that scrapings from her left hand fingernail contained a mixture of DNA from two people. One of which was determined to be Jackson. Okay, and his attorney pointed out that during the same procedure, the epithelium particles were also found on her scarf, which, upon examination, were revealed to belong to five different men. Oh. but again, none matched Jackson.
2: Yeah, and he he has now said, "I do use the services of sex workers." Right. So it doesn't necessarily. It's like, yeah i I could have been a per. I could be a person who's. DNA is on this woman's body, on this woman's clothes. That doesn't mean I killed them. Especially if you find a scarf now that has five men's DNA on it. This sounds like, I'm not going to jump ahead, but this sounds like if he has a decent lawyer, he can beat this. So I'm interested to see where this turns out because
1: that's crazy. So likewise, blood and epithelium particles show similar results, again finding that DNA of three men, but Jackson was not among them. After reviewing a motion by Jackson's attorney, the court ruled in October 7, 2017 that his confession was invalid because of Portland police um, coercion tactics during the initial interrogation. So he threw the confession out. Yep. So now they have nothing except a cigarette. Yep. Justice Michael A. Greenlick said the, said the um, inducements and threats from the investigators created a risk of inaccurate testimony and a potential miscarriage of justice prompting an objection from the district attorney's office who claimed that no such thing had occurred. The sub, uh, they subsequently appealed the ruling of the Oregon Supreme Court, but in November 2018, it, up, it upheld the lower court's decision. In this decision, the Supreme Court justice stated that Jackson's schizophrenia, schizophrenia, severe memory problems, and the fact that he provided inaccurate testimony indicated that he was... Um, susceptible to suggestibility, which probably is like, again, coercing him to say yeah. different things. Due to this, his upcoming trial was postponed until the spring of 2019. Since he's been arrested, uh huh. Just a heads up, this goes until this year. Oh wow! So he's been sitting in prison, in jail, to 20 to 20, 2022, in and right? out of trials. Yep. So no, no, Not, no trial. It was postponed. I'm about to get to it. I'm okay. About to get to it. So it's just like like
2: uh, pre-trial
1: hearings, yep,
2: where all this stuff is being discussed.
1: Yeah, but this is crazy, though. The what about him sitting? I, I, I'm getting. I'm okay. going to it. So in May 2019, again, so it's postponed until the spring of 2019. Yes. So in May 2019, the start of the trial was postponed, and definitely after prosecutors dropped one of the murder charges, that of Essie Jackson, against the defendant. Yes, they instead charge him with another murder that 29 year old Loana Janelle triplet whose body was found in a neighborhood in North Portland on June 15th, 1993. She had been beaten and strangled to death. And like most of Jackson's other suspected victims, she was a prostitute due to this new charge. His trial was moved back to January, 2020.
2: So he dropped one of the victims out and just added in a brand new, years of them fight, you know, doing the same with this, Establishing evidence and yep. establishing a, a narrative and everything, yep. they dropped one of the victims out and yep.
1: add a brand new person. a brand new and then pushed it back. Wow. Right. So in 2020, Jackson's attorney filed a motion for him to be tried separately in the four trials. The motion was granted, prompting an, ad- an objection from the prosecutor's office. In his ruling, Justice Greenlick noted that despite similarities in the murders, it was impossible to conclusively determine that. They were the work of a singular individual. Yeah, citing the insufficient evidence of Jackson's possible involvement, Greenlick made the decision after conducting numerous hearings and, rev- and reviewing more than fourteen hundred pages of case files, arguing his decision that there were way too many substantial differences in the murders. The victims all died from the same, you know, type of, of type a, of, 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 a, of attacks. Exactly, but. Yeah. It's still so many different ways where it's like
2: Laceration, strangulation, it, right, it's, beating. it's too yeah. much, it's
1: too much stuff to be like we one can person. put it on one person.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: So that one victim was a teenager and another was an adult. They each sustained different types of injuries from different weapons. The two I'm sorry, that two of the bodies were found in the same location, six six years apart, and that virtually all of them were killed across the city. He also concluded that evidence from each respective case cannot be used outside of of its respective trial. So you can't go, okay, this person died from this, this is the evidence for this. This is why he did the other ones. They can't. You can't do that because they are all, all different. Exactly, and they, and I guess that's what they was trying to do to they charge him for all. Yeah, of
2: the it. only thing that you can say is like they're all sex workers. That's it. And so he killed. But it's not like they were all strangled. They were all stabbed. Yeah. they were all shot. And this
1: dude is an animal, so he had to be the re, you know he had to be the one that killed all these yeah. all these people. Like, yeah. they you can't do
2: that. There's no other way to like pull it all together other yeah, exactly. than that they all do the same profession.
1: Right. At that time, Jackson's attorney filed a motion for their client to be placed under house arrest at his mother's home as they feared he might contract COVID-19. Wow, yeah, he's been it's yeah, been like this for
2: a long time in the COVID era now. Yep. Wow. Due
1: to his physical ailments, as he had already spent several days in an ICU with a high fever, he was subsequently diagnosed with pneumonia, but the defense motion was denied. The district attorney's office... um dissatisfied with the Justice Greenlick's decision, appealed the ruling of the Oregon Supreme Court, leading to an indefinite postponement of his trial date. In November 2021, the Supreme Court rejected the appeal, after which the trial date was set for March 2022. So that was just a a couple months ago. Yeah. Right? So Jackson's trial began in January 2022 because there was a high probability he could be acquitted of most of the murders, but found guilty on at least one murder charge. Um, the Matonema Monton- the County Prosecutor's Office offered him a plea deal, which Jackson accepted. As per the deal's terms, Jackson pleaded guilty to the murder of Harry, Anderson, Watts, and Triplett and will be sentenced to six years and three months imprisonment on January 31st, 2022. He sat in jail from 2016 to
2: 2022. That's good. But that's, uh, that's time served. Time served.
1: However, this accounted for time served, and he was released with time served. This decision took into account his mental illness, health issues, low credibility of his confession, and the, the statute of limitations on of the crimes. The verdict was heavily criticized by the victims' families, the victims' family members, who said that Jackson should have received a harsher punishment for his crimes. I don't Only think, thing I he says like,
2: like, and also I don't think Jackson is the person that did this. So. But you're going to – you saw a person be brought in, and that's the person they said killed your family. So you're like – if anything, there's exactly. no justice to be had here because you're saying this is the person that killed my brother yeah. or my my father or my – I mean my brother or my sister or whatever, my sister, my uh, mother, whatever, and you gave him time served on six years. Yeah. So this is all uh, – go ahead. I'm sorry because I, I have thoughts on this. Okay,
1: well, what I was going to say was um they saw – it was like they, they – they found his DNA in a cigarette or whatever the case and they already had him in the air and right and they tried to put they tried to pin all these murders on him. Mm-hmm. They found out his could have researched his, his um medical history and was like we we just going to pin everything on him and then yeah, do what and we say can. He you and just, say he you forgot. You just you just you you yeah. Make him, you know, coerce him into a confession say, "Hey, you did this right and you he was here and you he just Yeah, I don't remember but yeah, man, yeah. I was I was there." Mm-hmm. And it was like they have nothing on him and charged him for one murder which was the time he served him was like,
2: yep, that's it. And they got so deep down the road and kept, re, you know, kept postponing and realized that yeah. they don't have a case. Nothing. And so they offered him a plea deal. Yep. Because they still wanted to get a conviction. Yep. Because a plea is a conviction, and instead of having to throw this case out or get a not guilty plea, they had him take a deal that basically is nothing. You right. just get to go home. Yeah. But you're a still a convicted murderer on the books for four. Did he confess to four murders? Yeah, that was the plea deal, right? Mm-hmm. So he's now a quadruple murderer, well, but he's free, and they get their convic- they get their conviction on the books. Yeah, that's also, the American judicial uh, system, right? Huh? But also,
1: like, he's like, I don't know how fucking old this guy is, but he's old as shit, and it's like he has all these health issues, where it's like he's no, like now he's not a threat. Yeah, he's not a threat to society exactly. Yeah. So it's like he's old as shit. He's this guy's not gonna do nothing, man. It's yeah, like, whatever. He did his time, six years. But It's like no. Yeah, didn't, you stole. Uh,
2: as far as I know, and I could be wrong, but you've read the story to me. I've yeah. seen no evidence that has convinced me that this guy killed four people. As far as I'm concerned, the state of port, the state of Oregon, stole five six years of this man's life, mm. trying to convince him of something that he didn't do. And then, when they couldn't do that, they offered him a plea deal to save face, still get a conviction, and then they that's they still it's almost like a non apology. Like we'll let you go but we still get what we want and you get to go home. Sorry right. we stole 6 years of your life. Yep. But we're not going to actually say that and we're not going to let you be able to sue us for stealing 6 years of your life. So you are guilty, but if you sign this right now, we'll just let you go right now. Cuz we can because in all reality, they probably could have kept yellow taping this and uh, uh, postponements and all this shit and and pushed this another 5 years. Yeah. And stole another 5 years of this man's life and yep. to only just add 5 years again from now go Okay, well, well, here's a plea deal to let you just leave now. So that's the system. You get caught up in it, and they can just—I mean, that's crazy, but they get to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We—I know we were charging him with these, but we're actually going to take this one away and just add in a new a new person now. Yeah. I know you guys have been your defense team has been preparing and coming up with evidence and doing research and spending a bunch of man hours, years of man hours for these people. We're going to take this person off the board and add a brand new person now, having to push the whole trial to how knows when, who knows to win. Yeah. And you can't bond out.
1: So, this happened a long time ago. Them not being able to, you know, pin anything on him. Yeah, him already serving time, and it was so goddamn long ago. It was just like, he's not. But his health definitely played in his favor. Sure, if, you know, it didn't hurt him at all. Yeah, but it definitely helped him out. So, based on what we know, he didn't do it. Yeah, that's just gonna, what do not, you think? But we, what I think personally, nah, man, I don't think he had to do with it. I would agree. I agree. I agree. Think he didn't do it. I agree. There was no evidence to support no. that. But that's fucked up, though, man. He was like, they tried to use his health and his um, deteriorating memory to play in their favor, to try yeah. to depend it on him. But we've seen this multiple times. And like like I said, this dude was, you know, he's still, I mean, he's still unlucky because he yeah. still had to fucking go through all this shit, and, you know, and sure. fucking yeah, the fight for his happened. life Right, fight for yeah. his life. And, but I mean, I don't know if he's still alive now. I didn't say he passed away or anything, but again, this was like five months ago. Yeah. So
2: he's in his sixties
1: for sure. I mean, he's at least sixty-four years old. He was born in nineteen fifty-nine. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. So that's the story of Homer. Homer uh, Lee Jackson. Me reading, is I was like, I didn't think he was gonna go this go this way. Yeah. Because because you know when you just read find stories you just see the headlines of this person is com- you know committed four murders of women. It's like reading you go. Sex workers come involved. And you go, Oh, shit. I see where this is going. Yeah. It's like, oh nah, man, this dude ain't, he couldn't pin nothing on this guy. Yeah. So, I, all I, he had was a cigarette. I think he's innocent. Saliva on a cigarette. That's all he had. I think he's innocent. So, but I don't think he did it. But that was the story of Homer Lee Jackson. Um, new story, obviously, but yeah. I, thought, I thought it was a pretty good story. Did a different turn? That, you know, we yeah, big twist.
2: I want to, I like, it's interesting that you did that story because I do want to try to, I've been talking to some people that I know in, like in the industry, some friends and stuff that, that do this and, I want to try to use our – I think there's more we can do with our platform, and I want to try to, like, start sharing stories of wrongful convictions, especially, like, people who are currently sitting in prison, and say, like, I have all the proof. Isn't that such a hard way to gauge? That's why I'm talking to people to kind of go, like, how do you – how do you know? Like, when somebody comes to you – because, I mean, everybody in prison is saying they're innocent, right? So you go – like, how do you know who the people are that you're going to put your flag or put your stamp behind mm-hmm. and go, this person is innocent and they need to be free? Yeah. Because so, cause you could be wrong sometimes. Yeah. And so I'm trying to learn that because I do. I want to use this platform to try to spread those stories. I feel like, that, that, like that's something that we could be doing to help, you know, because we talk about it and stuff and wrongful convictions and people being, you know, railroaded by the system and stuff. But it's like, I don't know how to how do you find those people and how do you vet them to go? Yeah, no, I mean, I guess you have to, like, listen to their story. You know, and and you you decide, like you find the evidence if they have the evidence and you make that decision. But it's like I I feel like I want to try to use our platform for some version of that. I don't Mm -hmm. know what it would be, but I feel like we could really help get those stories out there. Because there's a lot of people sitting in prison right now that if they get if they're like, if I went before a judge right now, I could prove my innocence. I just can't get before a judge. I used up all my appeals, you know. So it's interesting that you did that story because that's sad, man. That guy, he had to he had to plead out. He pled guilty to four murders. He got to go be free and he's old and he's probably not looking for a job or anything like that. But let's say he was 25 years old and was a quadruple murderer on paper, but free. He's never working anywhere. Right. You know, his life is done. So it's interesting, man. I'm I'm definitely uh, looking to get more in onto that side of things. I think we could use this platform to help in that, in that regard. But, uh, yeah, man, great story, man. It was interesting. Very, um, indicative of the criminal justice system here in America. So it was interesting. Um, uh, let's get into some good vibes.
3: Good vibe, good good, vibration, vibration, good, vibration, good, 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 good
1: Brand, who's going first on this thing? Oh, it's me. Oh, oh, <laughs> lock in, man, lock in. Welcome back to our good vibes segment. Um. So my good vibe is a tourist survives 18 hours at sea by clinging to a soccer ball. Oh wow! So strong currents swept a 30-year-old man out to sea while he was on a beach vacation. But reminiscent of the movie, I haven't seen this movie. Castaway. Yep. You have not seen Castaway. No, who's in it? <sighs> Tom Hanks, Woody from Toy Story. I know who he is. I just haven't seen that movie.
2: He's in... Ca- oh, Wilson, is, that the, is that the the, the, ball one, with, is the, ball
1: that the with the with the, with the drawing on it and shit? Yeah. Oh, I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I have Yeah, it's a really
2: iconic movie. You should at least know it. So I'm, I know I'm it. glad you know it, but yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it. It's crazy. It. No,
1: he worked for it. your ops. Who? He worked for FedEx. He did? In uh-huh. the movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen I know. I know the movie. I just haven't seen it. Okay. You should watch it. It's good. It's a good movie. He now has a soccer ball to thank for his survival. Um, What is this The Macedonia man Macedonia Macedonia man Spent 18 hours Holding on to A partially deflated Leather ball Wow And the e- Egan mm. Egan C, Before he was rescued 15 miles away <sighs> Look at him Cause I'd have been I'd have been done Yeah man Three days That means sleep
2: vibes. And everything He still held onto the ball Yeah He must not have slept Aches Oh man Shit you know What's under your feet Oh, oh. man that yeah, the anxiety of being like it could be a Absolutely, shark. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Uh, though, oh good... no,
2: the anxiety of midnight in the middle of the ocean or the it's sea. Dark as I guess. Shit. No light, nothing.
1: I stayed up. You know man. how
2: dark it is when you're on those cruise ships. You look out and it's not. You can't even see in front of your face. Can't imagine see being in that.
1: In that, you could be hit by a boat. Oh, come past, You don't even know they can't see you. Um, so though a good swimmer, Ivan was growing tired when he, when his luck changed. I bet. And the rainbow colored ball. Came floating toward him. That's crazy. Oh, so he didn't even have the he ball didn't even from, have jump. from the jump. That's why. That's God. That's God. When the news broke about Ivan's real life, Wilson experienced a pair of Greek children reported that the colorful ball ended up in the sea ten days earlier when uh, they were playing football on the island of Lemnos, eighty miles away.
2: That's God. Or you said it was a rainbow ball. Right. Yeah. That's the gaze, Ivan. Ivan so, was out so to all the gay homies out there. They looked out.
1: Yeah. Ivan was spotted by a Greek Air Force helicopter involved in a search team that was also looking for Ivan's friend who hasn't been found.
2: Uh that's tragic. It just, it's tragic yeah.
1: Cassandra May Cassandra Mayer um Anastasia Chokia shared a photo posing with the ball alongside Ivan's father outside the hospital in northern uh the peninsula uh, municipality. So He's in, like, a journey with, like, the – with, like, a disillusionment thing to keep body yeah, heat. Yeah, keep warm. Keep they probably pumping him with fluids. Yeah. Wow. Um, a ball that got lost 10
2: days earlier just floated up to him while he yeah, was f- struggling to survive in the middle keep of the sea. Oh, that. yeah,
1: that's going in the frame. Keep that. But, man, <sighs> that would have been it for me. I would have been like,
2: fuck, uh, no. You're trying to tread water for three days? I can't swim, so before the ball oh, even yeah, got there, yeah, I'd have been done. That's yeah, done. That's done. It's over me. So I can, shit, I, yeah, man. I can swim all right, but the idea that you're treading water, and if you stop treading water, the you sink and drown, like Jack from the Titanic.
1: Yeah, that's so why scary. you get ache an and everything because you don't like drowning. eighteen hours.
2: Drowning is one of the worst ways to go. Yeah, and you're you're literally fighting to you not by drown. yourself.
1: Yeah, it's all awful, man. Yeah, man, that's uh,
2: but that's amazing. That's a hell of a story.
1: Sad. Yeah, but I mean, as I mean, it's sad that he had to. Go End that up in the situation,
2: yeah. But, but be- uh, be- that he survived is beautiful. Yes. yes Recipes absolutely. to his friend, or hope that his friend is found. Maybe yeah. his friend also is also alive, still floating. Yeah, I would hope so. Maybe he ended up on an island, like like a uh, castaway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was amazing, man. Uh, my good my good vibe story is actually also kind of waters uh, based as well. Um, this is about a teen who has, has been hailed as a hero after saving three girls and an officer after a vehicle sunk in a river. So this is a story of the right place at the right time. That's where 16-year-old Corian Evans. Oh, yeah, it might be in some relation. Corian Evans was. That's this is where he was when a car full of three teenagers, three teenage girls, drove off a river into Mississippi. Damn. Now hailed as a hero, the powerful young swimmer re- rescued all three girls plus a police officer who had jumped in to help, but ended up swallowing water.
1: Man, you think swimming is a requirement? As a, a police officer? No. no definitely think not. so. I don't think that's so. fucked up. Because I was like, I can't. I can't, I can't help it. you. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry. Damn. There's a video... Of, uh, I don't want to get into it. But there's a video of the... Well, I'll get into it. There's a video of these three cops. They were chasing this guy, and he jumped off a bridge to escape being arrested. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not jumping in for that. Well, they, they didn't, and he drowned. Oh, but he God. was asking for help, and they were like... Oh, shit. But I don't think they believed him. I don't know. But they oh. were like, there's footage. Somebody was filming them of, of, above the bridge being like, we're not jumping in there to save you. But they were saying it very condescendingly. And then he went under, and he never came back up. Mm. So it, it, based on that video, I would guess... Maybe they did know how to swim, but they didn't want to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's a requirement though. Anyway, so his kid's being hailed as a hero. Um, he ended he and he, he saved three young girls and a police officer who ended, up, who ended up swallowing water. It was around 2.30 a.m. on the on the I-10 boat ramp in Moss Point, when Miss in Mississippi, when the when following their GPS, three teenage girls drove their car off a, off a boat ramp and floated 25 yards out into the <clears throat> Uh, Pascagoula river before it started To sink the car uh, They managed to get out of the car and onto the Roof according to ABC news Evans heard them crying for help And took off his shirt and shoes and then And then he left his phone Behind him smart kid he was like I'm not gonna I don't want my phone to get messed up he left his phone behind him As he jumped into the water uh, A quote from him is just uh, I was just like I can't let none of these folks die Evans who said had Who said he had been a strong swimmer Since age three damn
1: I so became, he's one of the kids. They, his parents just throw him in the water. Watch probably.
2: Float? I hate those videos. By the way, those are videos are so traumatic. But I mean, yeah, I teach your kid how to swim. I almost drowned when I was three, so I became a better swimmer after that moment. But I was never like a super strong swimmer at a young age. I, about you personally, yeah, yeah. Oh, I jumped in the deep end. I jumped in the eight foot, just like I was just like That's I, I want to me. jump in, and
1: whew, I just never got back. I just never, did never it. got back in. I said, no, I took the
2: challenge. I fucking went down. Whew. I remember that moment like it was yesterday. I just remember splashing. No, I went down. No, I remember splashing. And then what happened was, see, nobody saved me. What happened was I got down to the bottom and then I kicked. kicked. The no. And when I kicked up, and I grabbed the I grabbed the side of the wall mm. and I was like, fuck this. And I got, I didn't say five. I was like, yeah. forget, screw this. Yeah. I remember, I mean, not even that much. I was like five. And I pulled myself out of the water and I just yeah. kind of had a moment there. I was like, I almost died. Yeah. My dad pulled me out. I was I by the edge. He me out. Mr. Raj, man. But yeah, so he was a strong swimmer since the age of three. Uh, he said, they need to get out. They said He said, uh, they need to get out the water. So I just started getting them. Oh, wow, this guy's a really simple thinker. So they needed to get out, so I got him out. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking. He wasn't even thinking. He's not even a simple thing. He just wasn't thinking at all. All instincts. All gas, no brakes. Uh, so Moss, police, uh, Moss Point police officer Gary Mercer arrived on the scene, and he too swam out to aid the rescue. And then Evan's friend, Evan's friend Karen Bradley also jumped in, And as the rescuers were helping the victims to shore, the story of the story took another unlucky turn. Denver News reported that the officer Mercer was too close to a struggling victim and was pushed under where he inhaled water. Mm. How much Mm. water you suck in when you're in a body of water and you accidentally swallow? Man, that's crazy. That's scary, man. Uh, He said, I turned around. I see the police officers. According to Evans, he said he's drowning. He's going underwater, drowning. Uh, saying help, so I went over there. I went and I grabbed the police officer, and I'm I'm like swimming him back until I can feel until I feel I can walk. So until the water gets shallow. Yeah. Uh, Evans and Bradley helped th- help the three girls and officer to the shore while describing the ordeal as very tiring. I bet. Uh, the police department and and the police department and I commend Mr. Evans' bravery and selflessness he displayed. By risking his own safety to help people in danger. This is a statement from the Moss Point chief. Brandon Brandon Ashley. Um, if Mr. Evans had not assisted. It could have possibly turned out tragically. Instead, instead of all occupants. Rescued safely. Uh, despite a bout of vomiting. From the water inhalation. All four are expected to make a full recovery. Evans and Officer, Mer- and Officer Mercer. Afterwards were given certificates of commendation. From the city of Moss Point. Where's the GoFundMe at? Where's the GoFundMe at? Take these kids on a trip or something like that. GoFund them going on a great trip. I don't want a piece of paper that says, good job, you're a hero. I want, I want a hero's family. Where's my parade? If I was him, but he's humble. Clearly, he won't ask for a parade, but this kid deserves a parade. Many lessons can be drawn from this story. Don't trust your GPS around poorly marked waterways. Don't, go, don't get too near a drowning person. And not all heroes wear capes. And finally, keeping yourself capable of swimming 75 yards might save your life or someone else's. So uh yeah, that was uh the story of this young man who um Corian Evans, yeah of the Evans out. of the Evans clan, yep. who saved four people and a cop who including a cop who came to also help and got drowned almost. So Damn. things could have went really bad or sour for him, man. So shout out, to, shout, shout out to my boy shout out to all those people involved, shout out to Corian, man. Uh Fran, recommendations corner. I've been gone for a while. You've
1: been checking out anything while I was gone. Um I watched This Is Us, so This is we are what is it? This we is are, us. Is that what it's called? No, no, no. The show? Documentary. This is. Oh, uh, we. I know what you're talking
2: about. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. But. um, Yeah. So you watched it? I did watch it. And did you see the part where they were like, you know, slaves built Charleston, South Carolina? And if you look, you can see the indentations in the bricks. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild to me. That's wild. So now, whenever I see brick buildings, I'm looking. For little indentations, because yeah. yep. they could be they they it might be fingerprints. Yeah, that was that's absolutely insane, man. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, um, well, what would you think of it though? That dude's so cool, right?
1: He was super cool.
2: Uh, brave, brave. Child. It was a
1: very touching document. I almost I almost teared up myself. They almost got
2: me when they were at their parents' house, and they told the story about how they got into that house, yeah. and then they were in the backyard, and their parents were at, they were like, "We're gonna, we'll we don't ever have to leave. We're just gonna cross the street." Yeah, and then they really were buried across the street from the house that they got. After this white white lady had to like lie to the people selling the house because they wouldn't have sold to
1: black people. Right. The, the part that almost got me is when he was when he was young at the basketball game. Was I was like, Oh, with the friends because did, he didn't know he didn't know. Yeah. That that happened till decades later when he's a you know older gentleman. And that
2: those got almost got me too with those nice whites. Yeah, men. man. It was. Those are some that, nice. Those some good whites.
1: Those are some good whites. Good yeah. whites. Those are some good whites. Those ones have invited to the cookouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, that, was, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that was that was very touching, man. I was I was almost teared up with that. Yeah, shit. That was the whole thing was beautiful, man. It was like. It's crazy, man. It's like the the fact that they really are trying to just erase yeah. that history. It was one part where it was like he was talking to one of the guys. Oh, that was
2: the dumbest conversation I've ever seen in my life. Well, the guy that had the Confederate flag?
1: Oh, that shit was stupid. Oh, okay. Right. That's, <laughs> that shit was dumb. It's like, you you know, he knew. I was like, you know you sound stupid though, right? <laughs> he but you got to... you. You fully invested yep. on this idea, so he's like you can't. Cognitive he can't dissonance. back out. Yeah, can't,
2: I, it would ruin my whole identity. You can't I, back this, out. Right every now. bar I go to is a Confederate bar. Yeah. I'm always saying that you know black people are the reason yeah. and whatever. This, this if I if I concede to you what you're saying right now, it would break down the fabric of my life. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, but no. Yeah,
1: sounds. But it the part where he was talking about the bridge, he was talking to these different people in that, in that in those community about yeah. like symbolism and stuff like that. Yes. And the guy was like, I can't remember it, you know verbatim, but he was like symbolism um he said symbolism symbolism isn't um the result is the result of what of what you thought happened or something but it's not really what happened it's something it was yes. something, like, it was something yes. like that. yeah and um when i heard that I was like
2: yeah dang it, because like,
1: because when he he
2: did that so many times like after because i know the court i don't know yeah. if that's exactly what he said but it's something like that yeah. and they go and tell so many stories like here the Francis Scott Key Bridge. I didn't even know that. Key Bridge is what we call it. We don't yeah, even yeah. say it by the whole name. Yeah. And this guy apparently was some big racist who wrote the Star Spangled Banner, and yeah. the Star Spangled Banner is this horribly thing about slaves and they died and blood and the river and all this type of stuff. And it's still called the Key Bridge to today, yeah. but we just call it the Key Bridge. So I don't even you don't even think about it being a person. Yeah. You know, and and you go over, you go down the list of all these people. One of the um, statues that they talked about it was a statue of a guy, and they were like, "What is he known for?" It was like he was a soldier in the confederate army yeah during the civil war it was like what else did he do that's it he's that statue he got that statue for killing american citizens because he was in opposition to america right. fighting for exactly. the for the for the confederacy so he has a statue in a Doesn't park for sense. what for being a traitor that's Doesn't a statue. i was like what else but you see all these statues of guys on horses and yeah. stuff. You go you just go oh he must have been a president or whatever you think you head. he must have been a vice president or something you go what did he do and for him to show like three three different statues and monuments and yeah. go Crazy, what is this for? And they go, This guy did this, he was a slave owner Doesn't make any sense. and had a lot of money, yeah. So it's just, I don't know, monuments are interesting, man. But that documentary, I loved that a lot, and yeah. I, and I, and I, it, this is us, or I know he's not, we are, I know, I can't remember the name, yeah. I you, can't remember, you, you, but I, I watched said it that, last time, and yeah.
1: And uh, I started watching um Umbrella Academy, I just started watching it a couple days ago.
2: The from the first season because I hear the last season got really bad, yeah. I started watching it yeah, from the first I like the first season, but I kind of checked out after that. But I hear the most recent season. Brace yourself. Like, I don't... It wasn't That's really... Why, okay, well, I'm on like, the fourth episode. So. Okay, I don't, enjoy, cool. I don't enjoy it right now. But, yeah. It'll um, take you years to watch it. Yeah,
1: and I was like... Again, because I like to go forward before I watch it. And, wait, wait. Break
2: that down to people again. Because we might have some new listeners. What are you saying?
1: I, I like to... You like to know what's going to happen before you... I like to know you. what's going hap- to happen.
2: That's so crazy. Before, That's so know. crazy, man.
1: Because it... How's Because I want to. I want to know if it's worth my time. Yeah,
2: but like that's the whole point of watching something is you invest the time, you catch the clues and stuff. No, that's the whole point. A twist, why you watch? Either there's a I twist.
1: Do that. That, <laughs> I don't do that. I don't have time. If if it's gonna be whack, I'm like I'm not sitting here watching this. If it's gonna, it's gonna piss me yeah, off. Yeah, but right even again. if it's good, so it's
2: good. You go. Oh, okay, so at the end, he is the father. Yeah, and you know that going into the movie because
1: because when it's about to happen, I go, oh, here it goes. I get wow. ready for it. I brace myself <laughs> for it, and, and it's exciting. That's,
2: that's the most psychotic <laughs> way I've, I've ever heard of a person absorbing entertainment. That's crazy. Yeah. But I, I, cool.
1: But yeah, um, I started watching it. And then in the movie, uh, the guy, I can't remember his name, something sheen. It's the guy from Misfits. I was like, he plays, this, it's not. Like he plays the same character. Misfits you know? the show? Yeah. That's my jam. That's my shit. And the dude that's, the white guy, I can't remember his name. What movie is this? Um, Umbrella. Umbrella, oh, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He plays. He, he plays, plays Simon.
2: Him. I think. I think Simon is it. the white guy that could teleport. One who's in who's in Umbrella Academy that you're thinking of? That was in
1: Misfits. I don't know his. Po- I don't remember his powers in Misfits. Was it the crazy hair guy? It was the crazy one. Oh yeah, he's the brother. Yes, yeah, he yeah. he his power he couldn't die in Misfits. He couldn't die. Oh, that's what it was. He yeah, couldn't yeah, die yeah, in yeah. Misfits. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I I feel like he he's playing he's kind of playing that similar. Role. Yeah, he he's just wild. He's I think wild. he's just good at that. Just yeah, being crazy, fuck so like, Yeah, 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 that, yeah. But I I like I really like the show. Yeah, I like him a lot. It's super cool. Yeah. And then he got the girl from Juno that's in it. Yeah, well, that's
2: Elliot Page now. Um, he is he is transitioned. Yes, but he, that's a part of the show. But I was about
1: to get to that. That's yeah, that's part of the show in the new spoiler. If anybody can watch, when you when I read it. They kept saying Elliot Page. They kept, no, I kept saying him. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was, I didn't, but I didn't know though. Yeah. yeah. I don't keep up with him. Right. So I was right. like, I was like, what? why do they keep saying him? What, yeah. What's going this on? This is Juno. You know. Right. And yeah. then it was like, oh, and at some point, they she's a transgender. Yeah. And in the show, they do the same thing. Got it. I was like, oh, okay. That's yeah. what? Because I was like, you didn't understand. Him? I was like, yeah. what? This what, is Juno. You know? Am I like, Tripping over, yeah. Like, was I was always typos. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was, was, was wilding like, and I had to be like, I was like, oh, okay, that yeah. makes
2: sense. Yeah, me. yeah. Shout out to Elliot Page. Yeah. Um, me personally, friend, um, I didn't consume much content, but on the way back, I finally, because I, I didn't get a chance to, I've been hearing such so, such good things about this movie, and I finally what got movie? to sit down and I'm about to oh. do a little build up. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, finally got to sit down and watch everything everywhere all at once on the flight. I have seen that movie. No, you didn't. Not I know bad. you didn't. Don't I, I didn't even, I know you didn't see this movie. Um and what I'll say about it's this movie. It's on Amazon, is, so I am gonna watch it. Is it on Amazon? Yes. Well you should watch you it. Buy it though. Yeah, yeah. I bought it. I bought it. I bought watch. it for the plane. All right. Um it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Is it? it That's is, the movie supposed to,
1: Jackie Chan is supposed to be in it, right?
2: No, Jackie Chan is not in it. No, Jackie Chan isn't it. He's Chan's supposed to in. be in it. Well, he was supposed to be in it. Yeah,
1: it's a guy. I guess he like could.
2: Yeah, it's the kid that plays Data from the Goonies. I guess he does kind of look like Jack. This feels racist. I don't know. I guess they. His, he, he does, does kind of look a little bit like Jackie. No, Jen, no, no, no. He
1: looks exactly. No, like he doesn't
2: look exactly he's like Jackie Chan. They're two different people. And I get what you're saying, but no, oh, he's okay. not. He, <laughs> looks okay. ja- he looks exactly. <laughs> <like> <laughs> okay, okay I, I get what you're saying. This. Let's move on. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no. No, I no, no, agree with me. No,
2: no, no. I'm not going to do that. I hear what you're saying. And is that wrong? No, I don't know. I don't know. And let's just move forward. We're just going to move past it okay? All There's right. a guy who plays Data. He played Data in The Goonies. He was a child actor. He was in mm-hmm. Goonies. He was also in uh, one of the uh, Indiana Jones movies. Very... I love this kid. I love this kid. I haven't seen him in a long time. He pops up in this movie and he's fantastic in this movie. So he gets a resurgence of his career. His name's Kihu hu Kwan. You can look him up. He's in Goonies. I don't know if you've seen The Goonies, but Goonies is one of my favorite movies.
1: I've I seen The Goonies.
2: Well, he plays Data. The kid with all the, you know, um, the, the slick shoes and the, all the uh, belts and all the tricks and stuff. Anyway, Michelle Yeoh in this movie if she does not win an Oscar for this movie, the Academy is racist. I have no other. If she does not win Best Actress for this performance, I have no other recourse than to say they did not want What's wanna, his name? His name is Ki-Hu Kwan. And I might be saying that wrong. Look, man, I get what you're saying. It's the glasses. He has the same kind of cute. He has a very cute Jackie Chan cute face and they have the same haircut. I get what you're saying. But let's just move on, though. I'm just saying want us to get in trouble or something.
1: Let's just move on.
2: I'm saying you're saying. But
1: but no, but there's an article that said he was supposed to be in a movie.
2: Okay, that's my point. Okay, I got you. But. All right. whatever. I got you. Cool. I'm gonna continue saying what I'm saying. Yes, cool. I see the similarities. I hear what you're saying. All right, Let's I really
1: like just made that up. Gotcha. That's supposed to happen
2: though. He's supposed to. I don't know
1: why, but he, I don't know why he didn't take the part
2: though. I don't know, but I'm sure he regrets it because it's a fantastic movie and it's probably gonna win an Oscar, hopefully. And if it doesn't win an Oscar, I'm calling racism. Now, Michelle Yeoh, fantastic, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She was in Crazy Rich Agent. She's a, she's a, she's a Chinese mega star, legend. She's like the Meryl Streep of China. If she does not win an Oscar for this performance. This the Academy is racist. I don't they the people didn't want to watch a movie that had a little bit of subtitles. This isn't even like an Asian movie. There's only a, most of the movie is spoken in English. And this is a story that it could have been told from the perspective of a black family, a white family It didn't have a Mexican family it didn't have to be that they were Asian. They just happened to be that. This movie is fantastic. Michelle Yeoh's performance is fantastic. Uh, Stephanie Sue's fa- performance is fantastic. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. The message of the movie is beautiful, and it's also like very much aligned with my thoughts on... The world and you know nihilism and, and and like you know you only go around this planet once and nothing matters so make the most out of it like it just had all these beautiful messages and then they had a but there were moments where the message wasn't beautiful but it was the same sentiment but then they find that that sentiment can be beautiful and this movie was so trippy I'm on a plane and all that there's crazy scenes in this movie friend. that's why you got to watch it at one point a man gets beat to death with two dildos and I'm watching it on a plane and I'm Trying to hide my phone from the people sitting on the um, aisles behind me because this person is swinging, swinging two big dildos around and beating somebody to death. Mm. It was absolutely crazy. Everything, everywhere, all at once is a fantastic movie. Again, Michelle Yeoh deserves all the flowers, yeah. all the awards. she's done multiple movies
1: with Jackie Chan too. So I was like, I'm just
2: saying. I got you, bro. Listen, I'm sure Jackie Chan was supposed to be in it, and for his own reasons, he couldn't get into it. it and while, they got though, some. Man. I love Jackie Chan.
1: Well, you wouldn't have watched the movie anyway. How you know? You wouldn't watch the movie. I was gonna watch it. I had it on my list. Yeah, I bet you did. I saw it on Twitter somewhere, and I was like, oh, I'll put it on my
2: list. Anyway, the young man that plays Data as a kid and is now a full-grown man, fantastic. And I also think he deserves a resurgence, like the same way that Doogie Howser, uh, fucking uh, Neil Patrick Harris, he pops up as an adult, and people like him and stuff, and then all of a sudden, everybody wants Neil Patrick Harris and stuff. I think that the guy that plays Data in Goonies should have that same kind of thing, because he was fantastic in this movie. He was sweet, and he had good fight scenes, and his acting was fantastic, and the movie just is really, really, really good. So I highly recommend Everything Everywhere all at once. I know I sound like this is not like some indie movie that people don't know about. Like this is a movie that's being talked about and buzzed about and stuff. But I saw it, and so I'm going to give my recommendation. It's one of the only things I've seen in the last like 10 days. And so I think people should watch it because it was one of the best movies I've ever seen.
1: Ever. You got, like you, you, you're the first person to seen is. So. I don't.
2: I literally just spent like 30 seconds saying how that's not what this is.
1: No, it's what you said, though. You was like, oh, first person to That's how you said Exactly how you sound. Like you the first person seen
2: it. I just said I'm not the first person that's seen it. All but that's how things. you sound
1: though. Okay.
2: Um, hey guys, everybody should check out everything everywhere all at once. I've I everybody's seen it already, I'm sure. Yeah. Shout
1: out to Rush Hour, because that was a <laughs> great movie.
2: Yeah, man, sure. I mean, I don't know, I don't I don't dislike Jackie Chan. I don't know why you're making this a thing like But that's how you but,
1: but what I'm saying is I was only saying that. He was supposed to be in the movie. I hear
2: what you're saying. And then you said they got somebody that looked just like him. And I was like, okay, now we're towing into a weird territory. So let's move away from it. not, though. Okay, cool. I'll tell you what. What? I have made my stance clear. And you can deal with whatever comes from you pushing back on me about Jackie Chan looking like this other Asian man. I was trying to say that that wasn't the case. But that's not. What? I'm not saying. I got you. Hey, man. You know what? fuck oh, me man you, you trying, jackie chan's to, you great to, you and and, and, and you're trying, you trying to turn on me no nah, i'm not trying tra- no nah, i'm not trying to turn anything i've been that. trying to move on from appreciate it man. so now i'm just gonna let you i'm just gonna let it however it. happens happens let, let it go Shout out to rush Hour, man Watch shout Chris out to rush Rudy. hour indeed Chris Tucker and the great. guy from phenomenal. the nominees was phenomenal. not phenomenal in rush mood. hour that was jackie chan phenomenal yeah so okay cool um anything else before we get out of here
1: Hmm. no i don't think i see
2: anything else no okay uh It's been a few days I thought I missed the button I've been Alvin Williams Joined as always By my partner in true crime Franco Evans And not uh, 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 Lee Lee from Rush Hour He's not Lee from Rush Hour I didn't say anything else about it Yeah okay well cool Uh, I left it I left it alone go ahead and say your thing What is it
1: Oh (laughs) dude